You are listening to Thursday Nights, episode 129. materialize in the bowels of one of Amaskar's lost fortresses, deep beneath the sands of the Rowan Desert. It is a familiar place. It is where Pazuzu orchestrated your betrayal and banishment some months ago. The place seems mostly unchanged since your departure. You note that Keeper's body is no longer there, but there are no signs of any recent disturbances. Hasten nudges a nearby stone with the blade of his sword, frowning. We've been gone for nearly a year, if my senses are to be believed. Mm. What? Time feels different now. He takes a deep breath in. We should hurry. There's no telling what Pazuzu will do when he learns of our miraculous upheaval of his plans. Uh, we should. First of all, how can you tell it's been a year? Uh, Hello, uh, dude. Time god power. So don't let's let's. Quick reminder that you guys have absorbed the powers of like six Bird, gods. Deep breath in and more powerful than the other entity Char, in the entire world. Kronos. Uh, and even one of those gods Umberly, is specifically the god Lavalus, of time. Lavalus, so. and Arath. Yeah, Kronos, not Kronos. Lavalus and Arath. Lavalus and Arath, yeah. Um, Avandra. Kronos, long dead. So, uh, he says, I can tell. I can feel it. And so can you. Ah, we confirm. Says, hey, good point. I can tell that too. <laughs> right. right. Yes. <laughs> yes, me too. I was just checking. I just wanted to make sure you... Aurora does not... Hugh, um, Frida... Give a positive impression of this place. Screams. It worked! I did it! Take that, you smug over bastard! Frida leaps into the air, scattering her notes everywhere as her voice echoes through the empty hall. She quickly remembers herself and starts scrambling to collect her notes with a sheepish smile. Uh, Red looks at her and says, "Admittedly, that was pretty awesome." Prince Amelia looks to Aurora and says, "Can you sense the presence of Vomit once again?" Oh, yeah. As Aurora, the answer is yes. yes she can, I immediately. can immediately. And then you hear Stoila's voice. This unit calculated a zero point zero zero six percent probability that it would be reduced to crystallized particulate ash upon returning to this time stream. It finds this state of being preferable to that outcome. And you see the RA5 Way to go, RA5. has survived the journey as well. <laughs> I'm glad he's not Phew. Ash. Uh, Hugh reaches into sort of the smoky mess that is where his eyes are and uh, pulls out a sort of glass orb and says, This used to get us to Thunderstrike instantaneously, uh, but that was before it got destroyed. Will this work? No time It's been play. rebuilt. I have no idea. No time it was tied to the teleportation circle on the old ship. Frida says that teleportation circle was uh, was dismantled or was um, destroyed when the ship was destroyed. She says the Lame. spell will likely fizzle. Okay. Lame. Ren. I guess we'd find some other way to get there faster. Harnessing all of his new amazing powers. Yeah. Doesn't even bother trying to find a speaking stone or anything. Just reaches out mentally. 
and tries to contact Stoyla. Oh. That's right, the speaking stones. And our awesome yeah, power. speaking stones. <laughs> he just thinks about Stoyla, and he thinks really, really hard, and says, and as he's thinking about her face, just says, hey, can, can you hear me? I don't really know what I'm doing, but can you hear me? As Ren projects his consciousness out, he starts seeing all the creatures outside of where you are, uh, reaching out through the desert. He can feel the presence of, uh, of the nearby cities in the... Um, Round Desert? In the Round Desert, as well as the, uh, as well as the, the major cities nearby in the kingdom of... Not Orviltar, but... Yeah, you guys I think you mean near the United, Cormier, I thought it was. United Shining Lands. The United Shining Lands, as he can feel the presence of, of everyone there, and as he and as he stretches this out further and further and further, he finds Stoyla nowhere to be found, hmm. and he what is certain he that she is not on this plane of existence. Wait, what? The glimpse that we had seen, if it was to be believed, uh, you overheard or. One of us did that they were going to take a trip to the Abyss. They could oh, also be no. concealed by very powerful magic in an attempt to hide their exact position from Pazuzu and other forces. That, I mean, our ship got destroyed before. Yeah, that's... Uh, Gentlemen, if it's all the same to you, I'd just as soon get out of this particular tomb. Ren cracks his neck and says, uh, It doesn't have well, a lot of great memories. If we've got to go to the Abyss, I have a little date with a certain... Asmodeus. Come on. I wouldn't be opposed Can't to Can't you just put that aside until we get this done? Jeez. Um, okay. Let's, what are, get, let's get out are of here. Are we trying to shield wait, wait, our wait. presence? Wait, Ren gets a little irritated at that and says, what do you mean Shocker. until we get this done? Well, I think that the fate of the entire universe is a little bit higher and up on stopping, the schedule. And stopping the devils from invading and setting off the cataclysm. I think killing Asmodeus would probably go over pretty well with that. I didn't think the devils were the ones setting off the cataclysm. That is correct. The story is that the demons were the ones that used the weapon against the devils, and the devils invading was simply used as an excuse I think for, uh, for Pazuzu to rally the demon lords together. Maybe Ren to already knew that, and he was just trying to use that as an excuse to go kill Asmodeus. I'm just putting... I'm just... Re- it's you're curious what is in your mind. This is what you recall from the stories. Yes. We need to meet up with the ship, but as much as I hate to admit right. it... Hair swish. Walk away. Starts heading up the passage. Killing Asmodeus might be... We need to stop the war machine that is the devils, and killing Asmodeus might be what we need to. But we can find that out. We need to find out what the ship knows. Your voice echoes beautifully in this chamber, because you have like that super wind voice power. It's the ocean. So it's like, boom, boom, boom. So Aurora, she can totally hear you. Yeah, even though she's kind of headed up, out that way. She's like, oh yeah, I'm totally like, involved in this far conversation. Away from us. You're a crackling like sky. Sailors. Yeah, I mean. It's true. What if it's worse? You hear a crackling? Possibly. And then a voice come over your speaking stones. <gasps> hey, guys, stay put. I'm almost there. Whose voice? What, what, what? It's a youthful voice. But you don't quite recognize it. We don't quite. Who are you? Or says into the identify yourself. Identify yourself. He says, young man. He says Thanks. it's Ace. I've uh, I've picked up your uh, I've picked up your presence on the uh, on the speaking stone here. You guys are using old models. I hope that means what I think it means. 
Ace. Let's okay. get outside. Do Let's we get know outside. an Ace? Name uh, is not familiar at all. Okay. Well, besides being an ass. <laughs> Uh, Hugh, does he detect any sort of like many shenanigans in the guy's voice from his intentions? No. Okay. Come out here. Even over the speaking stone, you can read his. Uh, you can read his intentions uh, perfectly, and there is no deception. Okay. Uh, Hugh, Hugh makes to go outside. He would love to smell the air and see the sky that is not constantly fucked up. You can't see it. He can. See his can, version of seeing. You can understand it and contemplate it. We'll describe it to you. It'll right. be sad. It's and beautiful. blue. So blue. What's blue? I don't know. Empty When you step out into the blistering heat of mid flame rule in the Rowan Desert, the sky is a brilliant, cloudless blue, and hot air quickly carries away the chill lingering in your bones. Ugh, Let's go back to the dark sand. world. <laughs> it's too hot it's here. So the hot. sand sparkles flesh. with the sun's light creating the illusion of being surrounded by a ring of shining silver lakes. Overhead, you see a, uh, or you see a bird-like shadow pass you on the ground, and looking overhead <coughs> is Hugh's unnaturally keen vision that identifies the creature as some sort of arcane flyer loosely based on Yargo's glider. However, this iteration is a great deal more advanced and easily performs several spins and loops before settling into the sand a few paces away. That's what they call mace. The hatch slides open, and a young man of about 19 pops his head up, wearing an aviator's hat and goggles. He rips off the headwear to reveal a mess of mouse-brown hair and grins, waving one long arm happily as he hops out of the contraption. When he gets a good look at you, his jaw drops, and he rocks back on his heels. Wow! Welcome back! Are we even recognizable as how we use... we use... I mean, she's I got mean, angel yeah. wings. You've got this, like, dragging a shadow. Hasten is... Hasten. Ha- yeah. You are... You would be Frida recognizable. Most, yeah, okay. You would be recognizable, but... but We're just godlike just more mass. You'd be like... They, you know, hence we, maybe someone saying, wow. We would actually meet the legends that people have been telling. Yeah. Like that. It's all and true. This is the size of a mountain, and they see it like, he is. That wasn't... Uh, Hello. Is Ace? Thunderstrike nearby? Or the ship? I don't know. Is it rebuilt? He said. Uh, he says rebuilt. He says. He says. Yeah, you could say that. He says we should get there right away. Are we flying or are we teleporting? He says a little bit of both. Huh? That should uh, be do we need to ride with you, or... Yeah. Are you attempting to recognize this guy at all? Uh, a little bit, I mean... Brandis tries to. He's seen a lot of faces <laughs> with my strike. With your eyes and, and other ears people. and mouth. His the person you see before you, you're fairly certain you've not seen from any of your days in Thunderstrike. It's been a long time, but something surfaces from your distant memory now that you can see and hear him clearly. He's at least ten years older than when you last saw him. But the young man standing before you definitely reminds you of your time in Skyclave. Among one the of the stigs. kids! Is it one of the kids? It's definitely one of the Stigs. What was the main Stig's name? I can't buddy. remember. His name buddy. was Ace, of course. <laughs> is, is it, it buddy? buddy? He is it beams, buddy clearly very pleased to have made a lasting impression on you. I've been trying to get people to call me Ace, but uh, he, he says, but I guess it's Buddy for life. 
Uh, Ace is fine. <laughs> we'll call you Ace. He, the grin on his face. He says, all right, well, I'm still the best flyer in Faerun. I deserve the title. He wraps his chest shortly. He says, not a magical bone in my body, turns out. Seems like that's what makes me a good flyer. That's what Kaz said. And Kaz he, is a good man. just as Buddy appears to be launching into a very excited rant about his non-magical his origins. Ace. The luminous stone affixed to his collar speaks up. Come in, buddy. Have you made contact yet? Is it them? You need to report in even if you don't find anything. You know that. And don't think I'm not aware of those stress tests you've been doing out there. I have monitors for that sort of thing, and there's no need for you to be putting unneeded stress on that new chassis. Whose voice is it? It's Stoyla. <laughs> Stoyla! Buddy shrugs helplessly at you and gestures to your speaking stone. He says, he says, he says, those things, uh, those things won't work with the current state of the world. They don't do much outside of a five-mile radius. Here you go. He tosses his communication gem to you. He says, keep it. I can get another one back at the realm ship. The current state of the realm ship? <laughs> what? I mean, wait. We're level 29, guys. Keep it together. Of course. Let us be on our way. To the... I and then tries to eager just, to like, return. Love, How would we best do that? Like, Brennan starts climbing into the ship. And then you hear the stone that you're holding... Uh, speak more. And another thing, if I find one more bird in the coolant intake... Brennan says... Brennan looks at this kid and goes, you're awesome. Brennan says, Stoyla! Brandis! We've returned. Just, oh, you magnificent bastard! That's what they call me. He says, Osino owes me 50... She says, Osino owes me 50 gold, not back till winter, my crimson Brandis shouts ass. Says, you only bet 50! <laughs> she says, well, this will perk up those louts in the Overwatch, all right. He says, Quorum knows they could use it. Oh, buddy should be able to lead you to the nearest gate in that area, and that'll bring you right to us. Any other way just isn't safe, and your airspace is only going to get more crowded by the minute if my readings are right. You've got a swarm of demon flies heading in that general direction fast, so you better get along moving. We teleport you in, bud. We're in abyssal space right now, and I just assume not risk any sort of hanky-panky with the insta-shield teleporter. Now, if you're not as powerful as my readings are telling me. Brennan all right. Ace. Let's go. Uh, Hugh, uh, pulls out from a thing. pouch, uh, a brass <gasps> horseshoe and says, Thank you, Stoyla Colbone, for making me the best mount ever. As Brass and all his mechanical Wonder. Pegasus splendor <laughs> arrives, uh, he mounts up and says, Where are we going? Brandis summons Flyvern. Mounts Flyvern. But Flyvern barely lives through the weight of this new epic level Brandis. <laughs> <laughs> A fly's knees buckling. That's what happens. <laughs> it's really sad. It, it can still fly, but it's. <laughs> It's like those fat guys on those tiny motorcycles. Oh, probably makes the same. Brennis, maybe Flyvern is smaller, but Brennis just seems a lot bigger on top of Flyvern now. It's much less of a mountain, just kind of like a <laughs> conveyance. Like a, like a really huge guy in a moped. More, more moped, less motorcycle. Ren starts running through the sand and just dives. I mean, he just dives straight out. Doesn't jump high in the air, just dives straight out. And underneath him, you see Tenebrae, as if he's running just through the water, just starts to come up through the sand, and Ren lands, I mean, he's only jumped like three feet into the air, just lands right on his back as Tenebrae continues to 
come up and then is flying through the air. Is the sand that he's riding through all turned to glass? I know, I was just going to say that. Say yes. Yes! Yay! Yar! Aurora's conveyance method is obvious. (laughs) She has two giant wings. And is like of light, and she's just flying on the mountain. She's fucking flying on. Amazing. I mean, it's simple as that. Lightweight, and yet complicated because. I think Ace is going to be very happy to fly with the quorum before he dies. Ship a toss. Just Paul Bunyan style. It just seems like something you do. Hold on, let me get you going. (laughs) Paper airplanes. It would rip apart. It would would kill him. It would go. And that's when he died. So we all go. We're done. We follow Ace to the gate before you, the demon flies. Uh, hearing the mention that the guy said of the world as it is where you're right now, um, kind of reaches out with his senses and tries to see if he notices anything different. Then it awaits. There's a big sun be. in the sky. It's wandering around a bit. It takes <laughs> it takes a little bit of flight time to uh, to get an accurate feel for what uh, for what Hugh's trying to read here. the The strange thing is. Since gaining all this unbelievable power, it has all been in the dark world. Since, since your eyes, your, your senses, and all these, these godly abilities awakening, you've only had one world to take in and... uh has eyes back in the dark world. Well, yeah, not your god just your eyes. eyes, but I'm talking yeah, about the, I'm talking about the yeah. orders of magnitude more, yeah. more powerful True. Um, senses you have. You were blind so, before. at first, it's kind of like, well, y- you can compare it to the dark world. Really, really quite different. Quite a lot. <laughs> quite different. Uh... To, to try to, you know, recall what the light world felt like subtleties before you gained these powers. Nuances. Rapidly. Nuances upon subtleties. Upon nuances. And it takes a little bit of time, but you can definitely sense that this world, fate, is weighing down heavily upon it. You can sense that, the, uh, that this cataclysm that you have not just seen, but... Experienced but witness? Experienced <laughs> yourself and seen the hundreds of years of aftermath from it, you can, you can feel it approaching from, from the reverse, you know, from the reverse. You can, you can see it ahead of you as if, uh, as if the, uh, the cataclysm is looming in the uh, not distant future by any stretch of the imagination. Ooh, Whatever is about to happen, it is, uh, it is going to happen very soon. And time is certainly of the essence. You can feel that... Uh, that this world has been, um, that there has been a great shadow hanging over this world for uh, pretty much the entire year you've been gone. Things have certainly gotten much worse. You realize you will definitely need a detailed update on what is going on, because it is far more than just the the war between demons and devils escalating. Hmm. Some global warming going on. Or we're still in the Nile. Yeah, about that. What? Let's get back. <clears throat> Someone keeps. It might be this one. I was moving some stuff around here. Someone's cord keeps making it. Oh. Oh, it could be my leg. Yes, if you're shaking that cord, then that's the problem. You should you should crimp it down so that it any shaking doesn't go up the cord. Yeah, oh, that's bad noise. What? Sorry, that one's loose. Why don't we just hey, get just Eric stop. to come? Stop. He's gonna just loop it around it. Loop it around it, but stop yeah. touching the, the plug part. But the plug's attached to the cord. <laughs> That's much better. Yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah, now I can. We're all connected. Thank you. In the great circle of life? Oh, fabric. My ears. You must never go there. Space time? It's the Eiffel Tower right here. Uh, yeah, of Babylon? 
curse. France? <laughs> okay. I've moved it because I had shed under it. Okay. Um, I'll try not to touch it. We fly! You fly, and as you fly... You see Stoyla's warning come true. As from every direction, you see the demon flies. Or was it devil flies? Demon flies. Demon flies. Heading. When she says heading in your general direction, they're coming from every direction. The flies are beelining. And what you see is they're not just beelining for you. You see flies appearing where there there were not flies moments before. These flies aren't just heading in your direction. They are being sent here, clearly. At first you see a dozen, two dozen, a hundred, a thousand of them. It blots out the horizon in, in, uh, in two different directions as they come in massive swarms. You see growing larger and larger and larger. What do you do? Brandis wishes he had spurs and kicks into the ribs of Flyvern and just exoskeleton and like like you know how flies have natural afterburners yeah that's what Flyvern uses you'll need to use a uh, a hard DC plus 10 hard DC plus 10 yeah because last week when I did that bullshit other thing you didn't get any failures so hard DC for our level is what uh, it'll be a, you need a 51. Is that even possible for you? Uh, Not for Brandis. No. no, wait. No, no, no. I have to roll I a can. 20 for that to With be. athletics. Yeah, but I think it's, a, it's like a 19 or a 20. Yeah, That's a damn right. high roll. Fine. Uh, roll you just need a hard DC. <laughs> Brandis succeeds. <laughs> okay. 41. He can roll. Take 10 on his athletics. Okay. Oh, that's right. You have Does a special it, thing. That's not supposed to take the fun out of these. No, no, no. That's, can I, do one no, 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 thing. No, I thought you were just taking 10. I forgot that that's a power you have. It's a special thing. All right. Um, Let's go ahead and describe it. Brandis spurs on. Floyd from flaps its wings. You guys see little heat waves? You know, little like it's like it's hot? From the thorax of Flyvern, from him flapping his wings so hard, his mm. body temperature skyrockets, and... Molten. His fly ass starts getting really hot. And you see some like heat waves around it, and Brennis burns his legs a little bit as Flyvern rockets forward away from them. But it's it's like it's like when you have a crappy car and you're like flooring it on the freeway. He's going almost as fast as you guys. But for him, because like it's like the engine's like roaring, it's like (laughs) like that, and like you guys are passing him, and he's like, come on! Go. Craziness. All right, uh, you. We'll roll it first. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. Got an 18. That'll 18. Do it. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, Hugh, atop the back of uh, Brass, um, looks around and just sees where all these things are and uh, kind of turning, sitting kind of like he actually pulls up for a bit and lets the others get a bit ahead as he kind of waits for a moment, drawing his bow. And uh, if either any of you are looking at him as this occurs, it is once again that sort of, like, it makes you a little bit nauseous to see when it happens. A sort of causality breaks, and suddenly there are many hues just firing arrows at Everything. Everything that is in the 
within range that he can get an arrow into. As the immediate area is cleared, only to be filled in soon enough, but it is a a brief respite. Nice. That's an encounter power. Um, Aurora... She... She succeed? Yes. Yes, I assume a 43 succeeds. Uh, maybe not. Does he? You said you have to get a 50. No, he, he no, lowered it down to normal hard. hard. Uh, what's the hard? But, but 43 hard. is pretty dang close to that. What is the hard at our level? 41. Okay. Phew. Okay, so Aurora succeeds. Just barely. Um, and what Aurora does is uh, Raxus kind of pops him back into existence, looking more silvery and, and uh, gold, gold kind of tone. And it starts to kind of swirl around Aurora, like as a, almost like a satellite, kind of circling her. And her wings get a little bit bigger, and they actually are become infused with divine light. Like they get brighter and brighter and brighter. And she spreads them out as far as they go, like really, really wide, like glider length. And then she slowly starts to spin, like a barrel roll. And as she does that, it goes faster and faster and faster until she's. You know, almost like a top, and then she just rockets through this sea of uh, demonic creatures, and as she does so, those wings come in c- into contact with these flying creatures, and they just pop like a fly would under like a really, really hot um, magnifying glass for too long or something like that. It's just like, and they're just exploding, leaving this sizzling, kind of gross trail of exploded exoskeletons and like little bits of flywinger just going everywhere and she's just rocketing through that, leaving a beautiful tubular path right through. Ran, as he is, flying through the air uh, on the back of Tenebrae. Yeah, Tenebrae. Just so jacked by the whole situation. The fact that we're back in the light world. He hasn't been able to fly on Tenebrae in for who knows how long. Seeing all of these demon fly spawn things coming at us, it just fuels his rage because you don't like demons. He doesn't like them. Um, and then just this moment of just pure visceral just hatred. You see from Tenebrae, who's pretty high up in the sky right now, it's almost as if it's like a star exploding, and you just see it start to glow from the ground. You just see this bright white light start to emanate from Ren as he just starts to to just just heat up with just massive amounts of energy, and it just gets let out in just a huge explosion that just emanates out from him. He's kind of let the rest like of you guys... Like a ring explosion? Yeah. Orb. Like an orb. It's, it's in all dimensions. Yeah. He's kind of he's kind of bringing up the, the... bringing up the rear, so you guys are kind of far ahead. And as he does so, just a huge shockwave of heat and energy radiates out and just dusts any of the flies that happen to be... Does he dust the flies that happen to be close? He passes. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, as they just, just, just poof, poof, poof. Um, 
And as he does so, some of the other demons that were flying in kind of slow down a little bit and are a little bit wary wary to go in and attack. And he takes Rent, takes that opportunity to dash forward and catch up with the rest of the group. That's how we do it. As much of the group, the swarm is thinned out. You see the uh, the demon flies seem to be redoubling their efforts of uh, of teleporting in as just more and more and more of them appear through like tiny little portals. And that is when you see when this energy becomes uh, more apparent. These are definitely being sent by uh, you can you can trace the energy signature of what these are being sent. These are being sent by Pazuzu himself. There's oh, no doubt in your mind. That was fast. He knows. Well, we Grinch showed up in the exact silent. spot where we left. He might have left yeah. a little, like, alert. It would be... You didn't see that guy who's stationed there in the he room? He was like... Just <laughs> waiting <laughs> for them to show They're up. They're back. Excellent work. Um, <laughs> They're back. There's a guy in a snowman. <laughs> um, and just yells out into the, into the air. Just yells out. It's gonna take more than that, Pazuzu! As he continues riding yes. The more of these flies appear, thousands more. They uh, they almost form a single solid entity as they just start moving like, wing to wing. It is uh, it is their only their um, uh, magical nature. Magical nature that even allows them to continue to like flap their wings without all colliding well, into each other, getting as I'll, close I'll that size. close to each other as possible as they move in, just forming a wall, such that any that you kill will just be replaced with others, and they attempt to just surround you and close in, although your incredible oh, right. speed Spheres. is still keeping ahead of them just slightly, so it's like a big kind of hemisphere closing around in on you, getting close enough that you can reach out and grab some of them. Which what do you do? Start does. with someone else. Aurora. Mm, Aurora takes out her hammer and... Different skill than you used last oh, time. Okay. Uh, and the DC is too higher, so now it's a but 43. But I used my highest skill. I know. Lame, you jerk. Alright, Dungeon That's why he doesn't tell you the rules beforehand. Oh, well, I rolled pretty If I make it random, then you can't strategize. You rolled well enough. You yes. should probably be good. That's a 47. She does alright. Alright. So, she takes out her hammer and begins to infuse it with the, uh, with the holy light of Bahamut. Praise to his name. Um, and her hammer's kind of interesting. It's like... Sh- it's got a really short handle. It's a little bit Thorish in that way. And Thorish. as she kind of gathers up all this energy, she just hits the nearest fly with it, and that fly doesn't explode right away. It begins to glow with that same energy, and every single fly that that thing's touching, because they're all really, they're really close together. They're like shoulder to shoulder flies. It spreads. It becomes almost fractal in nature as every fly that that fly is in contact with starts to glow, and then those flies start to glow, and then those flies start to go, and then, as one might expect, they then begin to pop in a very similar uh, fashion to how they were before, and just goes... And this just ringing, uh, shattering sound that's a, a little bit physical, but very much more spiritual as the demonic energy is completely obliterated by Aurora's overpowering uh, essence. 
and it just it, it blows a huge hole in this in this circle, which there's plenty more, but it definitely just daylight. There it is. It's next. <clears throat> Ren is next. Are you sure? Because as the dip, okay. <laughs> huge mouthful of ice cream. As the <laughs> celebrating your victory a little early. As the demons begin to close in on Ren from every side, you see him in an instant. And it's been a long time since you've seen him do this, but he takes on the aspect of a huge dragon. Oh, yeah, just eat him. And it is huge. And. Gigantic. I I enormous. So I roll, just roll play this. He's eating bugs a lot. His increased service area makes him a particularly vulnerable. <laughs> we got it. Okay. <laughs> Yay! So, he takes on the aspect of a huge dragon and utilizing his powers that he got from Labalus and Can I do that? Yeah. Do we have yes. this here yeah. still? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. They are part of you. Okay, that's, so that's utilizing, utilizing the powers of Labalus and Freezes time and begins to dart Ooh. around in the sky and unfreeze and freeze and unfreeze and freeze. And when Run does this, as he draws upon this power, this godly power for the first time, drawing it as acutely as this, he finds that the amount of power that he is able to tap into is not diminished here. It is magnified. It is all of the godly power that is undisturbed by the impending cataclysm. It is all there for him to draw upon. And as he reaches into this, he realizes that his font of power that, uh, that is available to him is even more uh, unheard of and nearly endless in this world than it was in the dark world, in the, in the, when it was just oh, a splinter yeah. of powers. And as Ren senses this, it just invigorates him even more as he begins to dart around the sky faster and faster, freezing time, unfreezing time, freezing time, unfreezing time, so that to the demons, it appears that there are now no longer one, there's no longer one dragon in the air, but hundreds of them. And to Ren, as he is moving so fast and freezing time, these demons seem to have just simply frozen in their place. And as, as he continues to just dart around the sky, he just roars and lashes out and strikes the ones that are near him and as they they fall to the ground the rest of the group of demons slows their assault for just a moment uh, not quite sure what to do in the face of hundreds and hundreds of huge dragons Brandis starts swinging and we'll see if Draws if upon the same power! Stops. Brandis leans back, throws his back out a little bit, <laughs> and takes a huge, massive, godlike swing with the Blade of Souls into a particularly dense cluster of demon flies. He draws on that same font of energy, and it is. When you said it was like a sliver of power before, we were like bursting at the seams of power. It is too much for Brandis, and certainly too much for a slightly large fly that is carrying the weight of one of the most powerful people in the world right now. And it throws it all off balance, and Brandis's swing goes wild, 
and somehow hits the only part where there aren't any demon flies. And Flyburn <laughs> has to spend a while, like, in going into like a like a little spiral thing, like that. There's smoke coming out of something. Somehow. Make a spiral. Brannis is able to. Brannis is able to stabilize, but after maybe something happens. <clears throat> you go. I'll figure out what happened. I didn't even plan for failure. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. See how much faith he has in us? Well, exactly. Good thing I'm here. Otherwise we've all, we've all got like, like one really good one shotter, so we'll see how this next one goes. This is the least skilled of all you guys. That's a uh, 44. Well done. Which Wait, do success. It. Yeah. yeah okay. so what, 41 to 43, he said? Yeah. 41 was a difficulty, and then 43. Yeah, 43, yeah. Okay, nice. so just, just sneak it in there. Um, uh, Hugh calls upon the power of powers of both Char and Umberly as um, uh, sort of he makes eye contact with Hasten for a brief moment, and sort of the. Hasten, who's on whatever mount he is. Hasten's just... Nobody knows. He's keeping up. <laughs> um, it's probably right in fly shadow. As Hasten aids him a little bit, uh, as shadow just sort of envelops the group, um, and also beyond just envelops, but sort of... Uh, the group becomes less... Substantial. substantial uh, more ethereal. Less prone to the wind, which seems to be picking up suddenly as a... Uh, a gale um, from some ocean far, far away has somehow managed to find its way here from the deep divinely. Regions of the sea. Um, as uh, just this wind just is blowing through us, uh, the demon's not quite so lucky uh, as the air current becomes less amenable to them flying in our direction. <laughs> Take that, flies. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a one mile per hour headwind. So it's, yeah, it's, it's not great. They don't like it. They don't like it. It's they're having to beat a little faster. Oh. They're going to they're, they're gonna need some meaties when they get home. Meaties. All right, I'm going to roll. Like flies eat meaties. We're like flies eat cool D5 and tell us who dies. I should include Hasten. D6. Oh, what sort of wacky metric? And R5? What and is Frida. What is, what's Hasten's flying thing? Where's Frida? Was Hasten's is fly- she flying in her Pokeball? Who does Hasten fly? Didn't see, like, was I think it, was he would fly in whatever wars? existing shadows there are. I'm curious because I mean, we had, no, we had never a specific thing for him. We had a specific thing for him at some point. Yeah, because no, 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 we he all... had a shadow panther in the dark world. That was the only no, no, no. I think I saw him. But he's a member of the quorum because we've gone on flying things fly. and we have like flown. like mount, 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 and goes to No, he was always on someone else's mount. Okay, what Hasten? Did Hasten always ride double his own flying mount? Hasten flies under his own power. Yes, but not but before. Back on in the, the day. ground in shadow and can therefore go faster. Uh, he he never had uh, he never had a mount. Yeah, he never had a. He flew mount. like Silver Surfer. It was dumb. Wait, oh. he flew like Silver Surfer. I don't remember. That's First not job, dumb. Silver Surfer is not. It's dumb. because we yeah. never really continued oh to describe it that way. Yeah, he was a bad guy for a while, but he was a good guy. It's, that's the best. Oh my god! Give me some dice. What do you, you want? Taking fucking damage. Come on. What do you want? You dice. 
You roll it in at 17. He's gonna roll it down the castle. I'm gonna roll it down the castle. Alright, the there castle. You go. So it's gonna be an attack yes. against you. Uh, it's what? gonna just hit the, the cord. Uh, That's okay, don't tell him. The cord makes everything roll better. That's not true. Whatever. Oh, uh, so this is going to be an attack. It's going to be uh, 9 plus 5. So it's going to be a 34 plus whatever's on here. Boom. Versus it's against oh, 34. each of you for Brandis's failure. Versus AC. Thanks a lot, Brandis. That's a 10, so that's going to be a 44. 44 versus? No! Uh, versus your lowest defense. Yeah. Yeah. Versus your lowest defense. Nice. Best attack ever. ever. Okay, yeah, that hits. Yeah, what do you suck at? Wall? It hits yeah. it. That, yeah. yeah. The second worst defense. That still, still, still hits. hits. All right, well, that's what you get. Auto hit on everybody? Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, what happens at really high levels hit. of D&D. Whoa, the enemies always auto, auto hit. hit. It's a hit. Yeah, an auto hit means you don't Fine, because you're flying, it's going to be all reflex. Oh, thanks. There. That's still my second. 44. That's that's some of you are going to get hit. Blame Brandis for failing his skill 44, do I get to use my cloak where I get... Is it further than five away? No. They're flies. They're all around you. Oh, so that on. first one was... Then 44. There are flies all around Versus you. reflex? Yeah, yeah, it was 44. It was No, that was for him. Oh. Okay, now for you. Higher. Still Higher. hits. We thought that was a roll for everyone, then. Uh, yeah. To hit is, is for each of you. This is for That's Aurora. Oh, That's why I was asking if it auto-hits all of you with the plus... No, no, we were all... Go ahead. One, so it's a a auto misses Aurora. Oh my god, Bahamut is with me. And six for Ren. So what what is that? Bahamut saves uh, my ass! Oh dear god. Versus reflex, goddammit, that misses me by one. Or it hits me by one. Hits you by one. Alright, everyone gets hit except for Aurora, so that's a minus one healing surge. Minus one healing surge. Wait, did we take an extended rest? Or oh, we yeah. oh, we have taken an extended you rest. You got the benefit of an extended rest when crossing over to the light world. Yeah. Oh, you took in this energy and took a deep breath. Slight detail. I thought you guys got it right at the end. Yeah. I so, mean, as if you Aurora cross, got hit, she would have had zero... Listen to me. Through. As you cross over into this world and take a deep breath from finally the non-oppressive, uh, it's like it's not aberrant <laughs> world, it's just finally awesome. you're able to draw in energy and with the godlike godly, you know, uh, powers that you are, that's all you need. You know, you're now you're Drink set. It in. You could, you, could be, you could fight for weeks now. Let's not fight for weeks. Conveniently. Would you, would you, yeah. <laughs> oh, Conveniently, yeah. you feel like you could fight for weeks. For weeks. Or for at least several sessions in a row. Or maybe weeks. months and months. Days and days and years and years. So help me, Lincoln. Did I ever tell you guys about that? <laughs> <laughs> um... Don't think you're getting off easy, Greg. Ahem. After thinning them out through your various godly powers, Swing. you see, the swarm has been reduced to a mere few hundred. Swing. And as if a switch was turned off, except a, a medieval version of that, as if a, a, a spell was... A candle was extinguished. As if a candle was extinguished. Uh, all of a sudden, the flies, the demon flies, no longer have the perfect coordination that they had. They start bumping into each other. They start acting a little more independently. No more of them are teleporting in. You see that whatever was commanding them seemed to have a tight control over all of them at once. And now... Has lost interest. Pazuzu <laughs> has clearly ceased his assault, seeing it uh, seeing it pointless, at least, to pursue through this method. Or perhaps it's... And as the remaining flies are there, uncoordinated, it is a trivial matter to 
figuratively and literally, Remember swap the rest of them, of them away. For vengeance of harming her friends. They can just whittle us down one surge at a time. He doesn't need to keep the assault going, just... Yeah, just he, didn't, he didn't realize that he did one surge. He's like, one surge? If I just do this a few times a night... <laughs> I'm awesome. Eventually. Eventually they'll die. Why didn't they do this from the first time? Just send flies at them. These I'm guys are like, terrible. I just murdered them. Also, yeah. how are people temperature-wise? I'm not hot nor cold. I'm at the perfect temperature. So I kind of want to close that. I'm Rent. a little chilly. I'm, I'm a little hot. Ren's hot. Ren's hot. Lincoln, on the other chilly. hand, comes ahead and close it. on his jacket. Go ahead and close it. You're saying that like a villain does. Close it, I like dare you. Have a finger on a button that like <laughs> is gonna stick something in my ass. Or he's like holding a gun down here. Go yeah. ahead and close it. Close it. Cl- close the door. I dare you. Dare you. Close. See what I double dog dare. All right. See what happens Bitch. when you close the door. We'll go back to the. Whoa, that's a nice. The slide is so smooth. Wait, that's what we use the afterlife for. Um, it's a well looped track. It slides in and out easily. It's a good track. The flies are cleared from the sky. You are following Ace. The fly sky, gay. Who's even with all of your powers, you find that this device, this flying machine that you are following, it takes a lot of your concentration and skill just to keep up with him. You can tell that only some of it is due to the magnificent construction of this, uh, of the flying machine. And the rest must be due to just the sheer talent of the man they call Ace. Young man. Before long... Before long, you reach the city of Volviltar. Yeah! Finally! Back to the capital! Where everything's great. Is anything on fire? Is the town on fire? You see that the uh, the site is strange down below. The uh, there's an army marching into the city. Oh, bad army! Like no, no, no. Destroy them? No, no, no. They're not. They're not destroying the city. But they are marching in. You see that they are operating drills way more than usual. It is almost as if every able-bodied citizen has been drafted to be oh, part of this. Yeah. You see that this must be the reserve of reserve of reserve army down there. There's uh, all the commotion in the streets are from uh, are from uh, people making armor that can, doing, uh, what do you call it, like... Um, Salvage? Every, basically everyone contributing, repurposing uh, everything that they can to whatever sort of oh. war effort is going on. Well... But he says, so much better. They're gonna be so happy and back. Yeah, it's been a year. Every ruler is welcome back. It's the queen who abandoned you. (laughs) Shut up. Who the hell are you? But he says, we have a gate in the um, we have a gate in the castle. It's one of many we have scattered around Faerun. So you have to like hike your ship through there. He said, uh, inside the castle. He smiles and says, not exactly. He, She's intrigued uh, by his vagueness. He says, follow me. And as he flies over the castle, you see a part of the stone uh, that makes up one of the uh, one of the parapets. Back All of a sudden, cave. the stone just disappears as if it wasn't there, and he lowers the flying machine through the roof of one of the buildings. I wanted to make a more splashy kind of entrance, but all right. 
He says, he says, uh, I just remembered this is how I can get in, but, uh, but only those that have been enchanted with, uh, in enchanted with the realm ship signal can get through here. You'll need to can walk through the front door. <laughs> oh no! Clavering can't slow down fast enough. Bam! Slight, slight crash landing under the roof. Like, it just hits right where that looks like there's a hole, and it's just still solid there. And what do you think Flavern does? And then we land. Yeah, Aurora. Okay. <laughs> Aurora leaves, leaves that scene pretty quickly. She knows he'll be there for a while. <laughs> Long time. I'll see you, I'll see you in a couple of No, you can't this. go that way. Stop. No. Bad flyburn. <laughs> no, I wish I know it looks like out. it's clear, but you can't go there. Ran is slightly irritated by this, but. He lands anyways. Come on, guys. Front, front door. At the front gates. Doesn't bother knocking. Just walks right on. Uh, there are many, many guards guarding as they see Aurora with her crown. Uh, you can see that... Um, Aurora as she, and her crown, not just Aurora, because that wouldn't do it. As she approaches, you see that each of them in their uh, their spears uh, glows slightly in their hands as the queen of the Shining Lands approaches. It's like a golden glow. And Orcs. they immediately kneel down. Orcs are near. And they say, "Your Majesty." And they say, uh, "And they say we were not expecting you." And then one of, one of them says that, and he kind of corrects himself. And they just open the door immediately. Or it just gives him a sage nod, and walks into the castle, home again. Buddy comes running out of one of the doors into the main room of the castle and says, "Come this way." All right. Okay. Why not? I kind of wanted to check in. Is this towards the check-in area? show. Didn't you just give Ren a bunch of shit for wanting to deal with his personal stuff before... You were listening in Maybe we can deal with that afterward, no, no, Aurora. No, the, the guy that was watching you for Pazuzu says this, who's been following you the whole time. <laughs> I smack him. Uh, I'm pretty fine. sure. Didn't you just tell him to shut up? <gasps> Never mind. <laughs> I like your spy voice. Susie spies her. What? Are you accusing Aurora of being a, a little bit hypocritical? Is that is that what you're doing there? Because I've, I've never seen it. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, no, Aurora does say that, though. Um, he says, she uh, far be it for me to tell you what to husband, do. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys can go ahead if you were really Russian, but I just... I. He says, we'll have to wait you for you. Understand. You can only cross through with me. All right. Ren says, "How about you come back for her?" Yeah. Uh, Is that possible? Says, I would just as soon not. No, oh, that's that's great. That's he great. says, "He says, yes, yeah, split the party. That's a good idea. All right, I'll take them first. I would just. Because usually, would take a long time to detect that we were back, so we should definitely split up now. <laughs> All right, make Let's it quick. Go. Let's go. I quick. Would like to see Seldy again. Yeah, she's still here, right? Is she here? Why wouldn't she? One of the uh, one of the elite guards is guarding the door, who was doing a good job of not reacting to any sort of the uh, questions you guys are asking. He says, uh, "He says your uh, what do you call him? The princess? Your king? 
and princess. Your offspring. Your husband. <laughs> your his and highness. The king and princess. His highness and uh, and the princess are not here in Orviltar. Well, where are they? He says your uh, he says the princess has been uh, has been spirited away to a secret location to protect her from the war. What secret Clethen, from me? Clethen is um, or King Clethen is running the war front. Probably not Where's safe to reveal. Where's the war front? He says. There are many fronts right now. Which front is he on, then? He says, the uh, the detailed locations of uh, of importance... Where is he says, he's factors. a guard! <laughs> Let's go! I Where's the secret location of my daughter? I Where's the battlefront right now? <laughs> we just uh, guard the pantry! Who I can keep, you ask? I keep rats out of the pantry! <laughs> Where does it have time for a chain of command? <laughs> you, sir! If I know Oseno, he probably has answers to all those questions. Fine, then. I we'll go to Oseno. Aurora turns on her heel, and her cloak kind of does this like, angry swoof motion, and she follows Buddy to the stupid place. Come on, Buddy. Now I'm going to Starbucks barista. Romney did what? I don't know, man. I read it on YouTube. And Aurora just think unthinkingly almost like just stops for a second, like turns around and goes, Good work! And then just continues. <laughs> like as if as if hopefully this You see him just kind of stand well up done, a little taller. Sir. He like you can tell he relaxes when you do that, because like he thought he was in trouble for not knowing his stuff when the queen was asking him. He's Pop like Chris hot shot. <laughs> you passed! I was hoping you'd keep the secrets that I already am aware of. <laughs> It was a test. You pass. You graduate. If you knew the secret location, then the whole system is full of holes. <laughs> we follow. Like just lead us to this. We follow Ace. This what does the gateway look like? The gateway looks like <laughs> this. Emperor magic is like powerful. Two round, deadly. soft, smooth globes of flesh stand before you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you walk inside. What does the gateway look like? Not that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't visualize anything. <laughs> Alright. This is not my fault. Dan. Yes. What does the gateway look like? These are constructed all around Faerun as emergency uh, emergency jump Star points eight. to get straight to the eight. realm ship. These are, uh, these are no mere teleportation circles. They have far more security and far more magical power. It is kind of... The actual portal spit. The portal is not open yet, but when the portal appears, it's kind of a sphere kind of thing. On the ground is a massive circle, not just with your normal classic like runes of like powers like that, but there are runes, and each of those is surrounded by several smaller runes to protect it. And each of those has like lines of runes that go straight through other things to create a whole geometric lattice. shape thing and a lattice of all of these magic symbols. And you can recognize that you guys, you magic, and maybe you too, everyone but Brandis can recognize <laughs> these things as basically like. It's like you can recognize the components. Like this is like a really weak, like ward against this kind of stuff, and this is like a really weak. Lady, but all of it together is just like, like a, a hugely made massive of, wall, unhackable. Allegedly. Uh, Allegedly. They said something about a ship being similar to that. And um, with many mages present, it would appear that you need like several mages to all like turn their magic keys to kind of like get it going. It's. It's a whole... It's very protected. Much more secure than anything else we've had before, and before all we had was a flying ship. Or you just need a buddy. Or a, just one guy. Or one guy named Buddy. Or a buddy. Or a buddy. But he 
Like, He's like they're cool. he gives like the secret handshake, which is tipping his hat. <laughs> you mean the aviator cap? Um. You know I'm cool, guys. And the mages will do it. He says, "There's a shortcut to the uh, to the normal security routine if you've been enchanted with uh, if you've been enchanted with the realm ship signal." And then he uh, he stands there with his ship. I mean, it's a it's a huge um. You described the, the yeah. He, there's the glider there, and he he has all of you gather around him. And as he puts out his arms, you see his wrists glow, uh, glow bright red as it sort of just fills up his body. And he says, there's no way this enchantment can be transferred to anyone else. And then, uh, and then as he clenches his fist, the portal appears. Sweet. Huh. Wow, buddy. You've come a long way since Stigdom. Uh, and then as the portal... I mean ace. As the portal appears, the, the big sphere portal, he jumps... Into the glider, and he says, "You're gonna want to get on your mounts." Boom! Or is on their wings. Uh, Hugh had dismissed it upon landing in the courtyard, but he once again summons Maggie's toilet cobalt for making the best mount. The ever. bruised and broken face of Flavern appears once again. Several of its millions of eyes are caved in. Millions of eyes. <laughs> the room heats up for just a it's second. It's a little proboscis is all crooked. Tenebrae appears. Ren already sitting atop. Wait, is that the one I just did? No. What? Repeats on this show? <laughs> we go through the board. You will find no. yourselves flying in the air in a dense electrical storm as, uh, as sure. bolts of lightning just shoot from cloud to cloud all around you. You see just thick black and purple clouds uh, in every direction and just, they just start striking immediately. It's only from your own magical uh, protections and swift maneuvering that you're able to avoid these things. Yeah. The lightning strikes start occurring faster and faster. What do you do? Ren actually sits there and soaks one of them because the lightning energizes him. He sits there and lets one of them hit him. Like, full on, just boom, hits him. And thinking that he'd be able to take the whole thing, just the brunt of it, and just be juiced by it, finds out that's a little bit more than he can actually handle. <laughs> uh, he is able to wield lightning and stuff like that, and he can take it to some extent, but this was a little bit more than he bargained for. So he wheels just a little bit from it, and is much more cautious and deft as he proceeds forward. Ren realizes what he miscalculated. He thought this was just some mere electrical storm, and as he gets struck by this, he realizes that this is an abyssal storm, and that you must be not just in the abyss, but deep in the abyss. Oh crap. Ren voices this to the rest of the group and says, Take caution! Brandis. Brandis says the power of several gods. So he does what a normal god would do, and one comes straight arcing towards him and he grabs it out of the air and he grabs it and throws it off into the side. And he throws it. Aurora, Aurora really likes that idea. She does not like the idea of actually grabbing lightning though. What does she do? Oh, dirt. She takes out her hammer. <gasps> Hello. She reaches her hammer up into the air and it works as a glorious lightning rod. Collecting. Collecting, yes. Thousands and thousands of lightnings. So many watts. Her hair just you know, okay. flying back. Out cliche that, Sam. Yeah. No, no, no. And then when she, when she collects it all in that hammer, that hammer is like managing to just barely hold on to all that, just the wattage. She flings it and it all goes 
elsewhere. Come on. Uh, just say Avengers. Just say Avengers, please. Just do it. <laughs> Uh, he reaches out with his senses, and he's able to tell where the lightnings are, where he's the where the bolts him. are about to strike before they do, and uh, it takes some doing, but it's not that much of a stretch for him just to not be where they're going to be. Nice. Hasten is simply not there every time a thunder strike, uh, a thunder, uh, ah, a lightning bolt strikes every time you see it's like because you guys can just see time moving at such a different sort of everything and as you see a lightning bolt about to strike hasten you realize that was only hasten's shadow you thought it was him and then another one where you really see hasten and again it is just his shadow and over and over and over again and not once does ever the real hasten ever get struck and you're not sure if the real hasten's even here i'm not sure he's ever even been with us He's just a figment of our imagination. Oh, the haste we know is just the projection of He's a been multi-planar being. He's Ace, meanwhile, straight on path, and you see uh, you see a strange uh, luminescent shield appear around the uh, around the glider as these bolts keep striking it, but they all get stopped short before actually hitting the glider. He says, "This is a particularly bad one," and you see him just kind of like maneuvering and doing these uh, doing these barrel rolls and such, and you're not sure. If the barrel he's just rolls showing off, or, uh, <laughs> or if the barrel rolls have some sort of thing, but he is doing just the most amazing maneuvers. He's like, this is easy. <laughs> At this point, there's no nothing but to just drive, fly forward, but that's boring. So we're gonna do some barrel Whoa! rolls as we continue to go forward. Me, I'm snapping. Is surprisingly not long before all of a sudden you reach the edge of this storm. You just fly out from it, and the clouds just stop. And looking behind you, you can see the uh, the electrical storm just cloud to cloud, and then the bottom cloud down to whatever is below, which is just more to, clouds. to nothingness. It's just eventually more clouds. It's almost like there is only sky where you are. And you see that while that storm stops at just an edge, uh... You know, to your uh, to your left as you come out is a massive tornado just swirling and moving around, and then you see uh, dozens of smaller tornadoes start to form around it, and then form into a gigantic tornado, and then uh, it's just, just how moving around. Is so ground is not visible, it's not just, from here. Just clouds. And... At one point, you see just a huge twister shoot down as far as the eye can see, and your eyes can see really far. It looks like the twister is just going down forever. Wow. You get the. Uh, it's an F5. I kind of wish Damon was here. He'd appreciate it. He this. is here yeah. in spirit. No, maybe this is his, like, angst. What's another kind of storm? What do you see to your right? Hailstones. You already did a thing. Hailstones. Hailstones. At first, it's just. Uh, and it, it just forms out of nowhere. All of a sudden, there is just ice in the air, and then just more and more starts swirling around as you see clouds grow, and then it is. Uh, kind of rain turns into more ice. And then the ice starts getting larger and larger, and before long, these chunks of ice that are just flying around, almost swirling around before floating to the ground, are the size of Ace's entire ship, the entire glider. You start thinking, that might be more dangerous than the lightning. Can't collect those. What's another storm? Firestorm. What's a firestorm look like? Firestorm is when everything has to go. Of fire. It's like what happens when a tornado ends up going over a forest fire, and it actually does 
suck up some of the burning debris, and so it's just all swirling around in there. Only, in this case, it's just fire element itself. The very element of fire is almost as if it is born in this storm. It is just not there, and then it just is created and then spins around. There are cinders shooting off, and some of it ends up touching another one of the storms, and they combine, and almost an explosion happens as one of the twisters moves into the firestorm, uh, making both of them far more deadly than any of the others. Blizzard. Unless you're it's completely white out at some point. Can't see through it at all. Just spinning huge flakes of snow. You want to take it? No, go ahead. Huge spinning uh, flurries so of snow. Gorgeous snow. Uh, if you were to if you were to fly into it, it it would just pile up so quickly on your mount or on the wings of the glider that you would immediately just fall. Um, so heavy and thick is the snow blowing around in there. So thick that you can't even see and, more and than a few cold. more than a few feet in front of your face. Colder than cold. And so cold that taking more than a few breaths would freeze the heartiest of lungs. The heartiest of lungs. That would be Brandis's You have some time to navigate through these storms, not just through, but trying to avoid them, but sometimes storms form out of nowhere and all of a sudden on top of you, and you are forced to uh, to use all of your powers uh, available to you to uh, to avoid from getting caught in these and navigate through them, all the while following Buddy's lead. He clearly has a way to find where you are going. And you are more... Uh, and you see more and more that this glider that he has, the magical protections upon it, they are like nothing you've ever seen before. The fact that he can even... Uh, stand to survive here when you um, this is not a happy when you, it takes you so much effort to do the same uh, it must be uh, he's but a man must be powerful indeed no magical bones in his body maybe he has no bones did I say no magical bones? I just meant no bones <laughs> <laughs> um, held up by magic because of my lack of bones during all this buddy Speaks to you over your crappy speaking stones that only seem to be short distance. Super staticky. So and he says, he says, are you guys aware of uh, of what's been going on since you've been back? How up to date are you? Only vaguely. Or not since you've been back, since you've been gone. Because we've been back for about 15 minutes. Since you've been gone. Uh, assume we know nothing that's happened in the last year. He says, oh man. Well, he says, all right. You can clear his... You can tell he's clearly attempting to uh, to collect his thoughts. Year. He's trying to think. Oh, a whole year ago, it's been a long time since I've had worst this. Worst time. Worst time, time, worst time to sum it up. Sounds says, like Thunderstrikes rebuilt. Give us, give, us says, the, well, give us the recap. In short, the uh, the situation has gotten progressively worse. And then another lightning strike hits Buddy directly. Yeah. Should I call him Buddy or Ace? Hits Ace, Ace directly as he gets thrown a little off course, and you hear him go ah, and then he corrects it. And he says, wars have broken out all over the world, most of which have some sort of form of uh, demonic involvement at their core. Other seismic and atmospheric phenomenon have been wreaking havoc uh, all over Faerun, as well as sudden influxes of evil creatures, drow, werewolves, vampires, wraiths, goblins, you name it. He says, everywhere, no place is safe. He (laughs) says, to say every nation in the world is at war would not be an overstatement. He says, 
Thunderstrike's reconstruction was completed only a few months ago and has been rounding up support for the journey into the Abyss, which we are currently in the middle of. He says, we intended to, uh, to follow in your footsteps and complete your plan, whether or not you returned. There were also only, we were also only able to gather a small amount of support uh, because of all the random chaos in every nation. He says, almost nobody could spare anything. Crucio of Amaskar spared some wizards from the Norel Academy as well as some basic troops. Clethen of the Shining Lands provided a battalion of paladins and several dozen footmen, all of whom have taken residence on the realm ship. Because Colbin's forces are eager to help, and the storm giants of the Reductar, they have uh, refitted their ship to fly, uh, to fly and be able to dock with, um, dock with the realm ship. He says, Deep Amaskar provided a battalion of their elite archmages, a fine gesture of goodwill considering how standoffish their people are about outsiders, I might add. He says, I was... He says, Unfortunately, Cormir, which we were depending on to provide uh, many of our troops, refused to aid at all because Thunderstrike violated the agreement that we would stay in the Cormirian skies six months out of the year. He says, due to it no longer existing. But apparently... And, you, uh, and then you realize, buddy, all of a sudden corrects himself, realizes that he's speaking to people that he I should not that have agreement. such a uh, casual tone with. He says, anyway, also several independent heroes from many, uh, from all sorts of places have been hired on as additional support, but they represent no official support from the various places of origin. And then you see it as he, uh, as one of the twisters catches the, uh, catches the glider and you see him uh, having to now these crazy maneuvers he's performing seem to actually have a purpose. He's able to break free of the twisters uh, of the twisters pole, and he gets out. And he says, "That was a close one." He says, "I should really pay attention to my flying." Fair enough. Damn you, Cormier! How uh, how deep are we into the abyss? He says, "We're currently in the seventy-third layer." Hugh tries to recall, like, how how much abyss is there? (laughs) Uh, As far as anyone has hypothesized, it is infinitely deep. So 73 is pretty small out of infinity. When Thunderstrike is like, hey, we're going to go down to the bottom of a bottomless pit, that might be why they didn't get a lot of support. Ren pipes (laughs) up and says, how deep have the devils gone? He says, "Uh, that is impossible to tell, but, um, in a way, he says, um, Uh, he says, we know that the devils are at least a few hundred layers deep. He says, their war rages on. He says, but we are doing everything we can to avoid that conflict. We are going around them, so to speak. If you can go around anything in the abyss. Can you? He says, there are many, uh, there are many portals from, uh, from layer to layer that, uh, that skip dozens, sometimes hundreds of layers. He says, these are what we're using. He says, the mages aboard the realm ship are doing everything they can to detect the presence of these portals and figure out the best route. We've had to backtrack many times. Huh. He says, I'm one of the elite scouting, uh, scouting party that heads out to investigate uh, the signals that the, uh, that the elite mages have found. He sounds very proud. Hmm. Yes. Definitely done well for yourself. How close are we to Thunderstrike? He says, I'm pretty sure should be right around. And as you pass one of the uh, one of the blizzards, this just pure white 
come around the side, and that's when you see it. We'll continue next week. (laughs) From a distance, the ship appears to be made of several shells of intricately carved iridescent chitin, forming a set of three elongated carapaces overlapping in succession. Each carapace casts an otherworldly shimmer in the darkness, bespeckled with a thousand pinpricks of colored light from the many thousands of windows on its outer shell. Several docking ports spread out in an ethereal web of glass-veined wings, or <clears throat> several docking ports, yeah, in, in an ethereal web of glass-veined wings unfurled beneath the greater mass like sails of clear, luminous lace. The effect is stunning, giving the illusion of a sparkling network of living synapses curving upwards towards into the lower hull. Dozens of tiny shadows dart about within this glistening web, a force of maybe 70 or so flyers, all in various states of docking and launching from the main bulk. Overall, it is a vessel of monstrous proportions, so much so that calling it a ship now could only be interpreted as a charming understatement meant to emphasize its sheer enormity. You see, Buddy's glider darts off with extreme speed, becoming minuscule in comparison to the monolith before you. He turns the craft expertly in the air before passing through a gossamer yellow shield that sparks as he passes through it, headed towards the docking lattice. Ren tries to call out. Ren tries to call out to Buddy again. Can you still talk to him? He can. Says, "Can I pass through that thing too, or am I going to pull a Brandis?" He says, "You'll be able to get through. They've spotted you." Excellent. And that's when you hear, Yar, you guys have returned! Yar! Yar! He says, He says, Ah, oh, gosh darn Davy Jones locker, I owe Stoila 50 gold. She made that bet with lots of people. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, Let's go. Ren says to Kaz. Says, I mean Ace, not Buddy. Ren says to Kaz and says, "Glad to hear you, Buddy. Assemble everyone. We need to talk." He always gets that irony tone. <laughs> he brings it out. Are you I making know. fun of my voice? Uh, no. Stoila says, "I'm trying to emulate it." My it friend. says, "Whoa! Is that one of the? Uh, is that one of the first model speaking stones? You guys have been gone a long time." He says, let's get you in here so you can use the uh, more advanced ones and so you're not broadcasting randomly to anyone who might be listening in. Hello, everyone. We've only been gone for a this year. This is your cherished monarch speaking. He says, cherished monarch. She says, only a year. Get on board. She says, head for one of those, uh, head for one of those docking stations on the other so- underside. Okay. He says, it'll make sense when you get close. You say so. There's heads to them. Yeah, Hugh flies down. You see the same sparks shoot out as you pass through the shield. It clearly, you get the feeling that it is letting you in, not that you are passing through it. It's almost as if it kind of grabs you, pulls you through, and then closes up again. Hmm. That's a name. Huh. It's like a sphincter. That's a definite improvement. Very nicely done. No more assassin sneaking in. He says, Are you kidding me? Nothing could get within... Two miles of this thing without us knowing. Challenge accepted. 
<laughs> All right. Um, passing through. You pass through the shield, and then as you get closer and closer, you see the uh, sort of the majesty of these docking, uh, these these lace-like kind of wing slash docking station things on the underside of uh, of the realm ship. And as you get closer and closer, you realize that they are not. They're not attempting to take control of your vessels, but merely, uh, but merely performing sort of a, a, a guidance. And it is as if you stop trying to uh, to fly whatever you are on; you will just move in smoothly to where you need to go. Even Aurora, flying on her wings, just feels it sort of There's helping her in. Current, yeah, it's almost as if just a like a highly controlled wind current, but it's not even as uncontrolled as that. It is, it is as if you just know where you're going and you're piloting it perfectly. Except you've got to try. Autopilot. Quite. Awesome. Quite literally. Hugh just goes along for the ride. I mean, it's... Yeah. As Ren is kind of taken in by all of this energy, he just kind of stops and lets it pour over him as he kind of studies the signature of it and is looking around at all of the... Yeah. Mechanics and what goes into it is marveling at the work that Stoyle has been able to pull off in the last year. Impressive. Aurora says, "What do you think of that, Solus?" Uh, <laughs> as you land in one of the uh, one of the the what do you call it landing bays underneath, as you are all pulled in to the same area, Solus appears out and she says, "This is a." Amazing, and she starts just moving around and looking, and it's like the first time you've seen her, like as if she wants to figure out what sort of magic this is. You know, she she observes a lot, but now she is su- truly surprised. And she starts moving around. She like she f- just flies out and just completely out of sight, out into uh, She'll into be the back. She's the like lattice. She's like a dog. You just let go in a new area. Yeah, Hugh is just, I mean, this is... Stoyla, I guess. Hugh is more amazing than he once was, but his knowledge... I mean, he can see magical forces. It's magic, guys! He doesn't necessarily understand all of them, and he knows there's a whole lot more than now, and this place is just immense and massive and potent. Brandis, in the same, like, train of thought as Hugh, but he feels that this ship finally matches the amazingness that Brandis knows he always had within him. So he nods approving. The other ship was pretty cool, but he didn't want to tell anyone. It's kind of what I mean. A while ago. Well, he just yeah. stole the other ship. It wasn't made we to match his magnificence. Exactly. It's just like, dude, it's an amazing car. <laughs> I took it from someone else who was better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I took it from a guy who So, this is like, we built it from the ground up to house the awesome power that is Thunderstrike. I thought you were going to say Brandis for a second. No, man. Thunderstrike is gone. This is the power of Brandis. Thunderstrike is bigger than all of us. Thunderstrike (laughs) is like a little bit more. Thunderstrike is more (laughs) than a ship. It's an idea. Brandis cannot claim to be as powerful as Thunderstrike because it's it's just a little bit more. Because it includes him plus a couple It's Brandis plus. It's like a million... Plus and one. Yeah, I mean, Brandis teaming up with the villager is still more powerful exactly. than Brandis. Brandis could not beat Brandis plus villager. Think about that. 
It's because Brandis is count. such a perfect fighter that there is no chance in the fight. Brandis versus like, Brandis is a 100% stalemate forever. Neither one of them would ever slip up. Brandis and throw the villager in like this. That's and the then, the, then the villager would go like <sighs> with like a shiv. They'd be like, no, <laughs> wrong, Brandon. <laughs> and you would revive, and he would be that villager. And the circle would be complete. Now, can we please? Get to whatever fancy chairs, no doubt, have been carved for us in our absence. Uh, um, yeah. Um, then all of a sudden, bursting into the room, oh, you see here and a familiar, horn-headed Stoyla. Oh yeah. yeah. She, she I was gonna say Grosh for a second. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the look of disappointment on our faces is evidence. It's all palpable. Stoyla bursts into the room. She's out of breath, clearly. I mean, ran in there. She says, It is so good to see you guys! And she runs forward. And she reaches out to hug. And who reaches out to return her hug? Ren. And then she just hugs Ren. And she says, He says, I can't believe you guys are back. I mean, I can. I bet for you guys. But... She says, no one believed me. So glad you were able to turn a profit. She says, and then she takes a step back, and then you see her face is just kind of smiling, and then you realize that she's smiling more and more. How and many more people did you bet and that more with? and more and more? And her smile is just getting more and more wider, and then she just puts her arms up and she says, How do you like it? It's pretty awesome. Uh, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I understand no part of it. I want to go see my room. She says, says I gotta admit, big. it's Kaz that coined the term realm ship. Realm she ship is quite apropos. I mean, she what says, mean? she says, there is, she says, there is pretty much more square footage of, uh, of walkable space inside this ship than there is in the entire continent, main continent of Faerun. She says, don't get lost. I don't think it's possible for us to get lost. Who thinks about that for a minute? That's a lot of space. That's that's a country. Is that, that's an plus plus. No, that, that's, that's a continent. That's everything that we've been on. It's bigger on the inside. She says it's orders of magnitude bigger. She says, "Look, we were preparing for everything. We used all of the world's best magic and developed many more." Uh, in order to create this thing, it is like the world has never seen. Do tell. She says we had she we had to account for the possibility of you never returning and us getting to the bottom of the abyss. Do you realize what a uh, what kind of preparations you have to plan for? Yeah, Rose, I think I have an idea. Why didn't we do that? Because could have saved a lot of money if we knew you guys were just going to return. Well, someone. Why didn't we do us? that before we came? We left. She says, "Well, we were working on it. This thing took nine months to construct." Ren says, again... Only nine months! I want to see... We did this in nine months! I want to see my room! If it's so awesome at the docks, I want to see what my room looks like. She says, yes, yes, we'll have to get you to the quarters. We need to brief you on what's going on. We need to find out what you know. You need to give us command... But, well, we gotta tell you what the current war effort is. It says, man, this is complicated. A debriefing, then! She says on debriefing and then briefing and then a debriefing and then a rebriefing, just in case. And then I need my briefs. <laughs> and then I'll need my briefs and then I'll take those off. She says and yes. She says yes. We'll have to meet with everyone. I'll get Kaz, Buren, uh, Osino, uh, Leaf, all of them. Who's Leaf? 
It says, Leaf Tanner. Ah, uh, yes. Says, History check. Says, uh, the one, uh, the one that you met, uh, back in, um, she says, man, you guys, uh, you guys, I guess you guys barely knew him back when you were still here. We've been gone a long time. Uh, from Hamlet. He's uh, the one who wears oh. Elmo's armor. All right, Elmo. Says, he's back the new, the uh, lane. he's the new security yeah. chief. Oh. Uh, yes, because... Brandis wasn't here. Rowena. She says, yes, taking place of Rowena. <gasps> oh, yeah, Rowena. Yeah. Wow, you didn't even remember. Big it's time to make to a dig at Brandis. <laughs> <laughs> she says, um, she says, I'll get everyone gathered. And she says, in the meantime, she just reaches into a bag and just pulls out six, um, pulls out nice. six of the new improved speaking crystals. She says, keep these on you. They do far more than let you just talk. Tosses one to each of you. Aurora's um, just stops, four. stops moving like mid mid jump and it just begins to hover and then she just reaches out and grabs it. Us four, Hasten and Frida? No one yep. throws anything. Okay. No one tosses out a door. And then she, her eyes go wide as she realizes what has been standing there the whole time and she was just too excited to see you guys and she says, RA5! And she walks over to it and she just like, she hugs the big robot and then uh Brandis says, puts his hand Careful, oh, you don't man. know where he's been. She looks around, she says, pretty much unscathed. And then you see her like push a couple like she like as she reaches forward, you see that there's like almost an uh, an interface panel that you didn't even know existed. And she just starts like hitting a bunch of uh hitting a bunch of translucent buttons and she goes, Oh man, it is just bursting with data readings from wherever you were. Brandis puts his hand on her shoulder and says, Sterla, he's seen you're gonna need him to give him some time. And then RA5 speaks in Stoyla's voice and says, Creepy. So many things. <laughs> Why was I programmed to be okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, RA5. It was for the reasons. should have left you behind. <laughs> Bryce wants to see Ren's room. Goddamn right he does. She says, all right, go, catch your breaths. Uh, I'll get everyone gathered. My fault. Says, we'll meet in, let's say, um, uh, two hours. Deal. Yeah, Ren grabs the crystal, not Rita, knowing what will happen. As she starts walking away, you see her look at Ace, and she says, and I'll be talking to you later. And then continues walking. Ren wants to see but just how badass Stoyla is, and he takes his crystal, and he says, and he just closes his eyes and holds it and says, My room. Does anything cool happen? Ren disappears from in front of you. Yes. Aurora yes. has an idea of where, maybe where he is. I mean, you hear him say, my room, and then he just, like, Poof. from the crystals, goes, and then he's gone. Does anyone else say Ren's room? I nope. <laughs> Brandis does. Yes! Says, Ren finds himself in a place he will describe in a moment. Brandis finds himself in a hallway looking at a door that has Ren's <laughs> symbol on it. Aww. Brandis knocks on the door. Do you hear it echo ethereally? It makes a chime noise. Ren, here's a knock from inside what? Describe it. A possum. Now you have a while, because i got to send it. Ren. 
upon opening. I mean, he didn't even. There was no whoosh, no nothing. He just he said it and opened his eyes one eye at a time, and no one is around him anymore. Now he finds himself Heaven. in a huge one, like it's one room, a huge, just cavernous, huge great hall. Um, but the way that the furniture has been arranged and everything, it's almost as if it, it's been sectioned off. There's kind of like a little sleeping area, and there's a laboratory and a library, and like a place where there's like a big hearth fire, and he he open and he just looks around, and it's amazing. And there's not even a ceiling; it just goes up into into darkness. He doesn't know how high it goes. Um, he sees Tenebrae standing over in one area of it. Um, and as he kind of starts to walk around, he hears just a dun dun dun. And he looks around because he doesn't really see any door anywhere. And as he looks, he says, Come in? Brandis opens the door with that same tone. And as Brandis pushes the door open, just in the middle of the room, just as if it's split from the ether itself, you see just a tear as it opens, almost like a portal, and Brandis comes in, and behind him, it shuts. Brandis suddenly turns around to stop the door, and there's nothing there. I don't want to be here anymore, alone with him. And Ren says to Brandis, Ren and Brandis alone in Ren's room. After all the enmity that has happened Please so recently. <laughs> uh, yeah. Brandis has to check on a man. Find out there are a bunch of people being tortured in here. You guys didn't seem to care. And Ren looks at Brandis and says... What you expect to find here? Me torturing your room for you. Full of people being tortured. <laughs> Just how you left it. <laughs> Ren says, This is awesome. Brandis doesn't say anything as he's too busy soaking in. I noticed that he went to, to here before wife Brandis. What? She's probably happy that Brandis has been gone for so long. She may he not be wife of Brandis anymore. Get yelled at. She may be shop. wife of shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's the job, right? That's what the best man does? Normally I'd say he's half the man Brandis was, but if shop was half the man Brandis was, he already would have stopped pursuit. So... Chop is some other sort of weird fraction. He's like an irrational number of Brandis. <laughs> True enough. Chop is like a percentage of Brandis. Chop's going, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. No, oh, big shit. man's back. Ren. I'm gonna hide my shit. <laughs> Ren. <laughs> Ren turns and looks at Brandis and says, and says, if you'll excuse me. Hello, and he. And he turns around and walks and walks off to the library and starts looking at his at all the books that are on the shelves to see if A, all of his books are still there, and B, if there are any new tomes that have been added. We thought at, you might like this. At Storyless Request. People yeah. who bought people, people who read this also are also reading this. this. Uh, to avoid being caught torturing. <laughs> And he just kind of stops paying attention to Brandis as he starts to wander around the huge cavern that is 
his room. Brennus will exit the room. Ren realizes... It takes him a little bit to realize what's going on as he sees just the sheer number of books, the uh, the amount of just uh, amount of value and, and knowledge that must be in these. Uh, I would say that Ren might think, oh, it's strange that they would put so much of this valuable stuff in a place that no one else can access. But I think it's more realistic for Ren's immediate reaction to go, no, I'm that important, it makes sense. Yeah, who else um, is going to... Nobody else is going to... But what Ren enough. does realize... Uh, in short order, is that these books are not just in his room. That this entire library that he has set up seems to be simultaneously linked to other libraries in... They're uh, li- hard-linked. It's the Omni-Library. They're hard-linked in... Junction. Throughout the realm ship, such that any scholars or, or mages that need any sort of knowledge can... Uh, the knowledge nexus. ...can go to any of these knowledge nexi... Nexuses. Nexuses. Hold on. Nexuses. Hold on. Once Ren, Nexus. 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 Once Ren figures this out, <gasps> he gets a little bit irritated. I mean, it's awesome, but he also gets a little bit irritated. Oh, I'm and he starts to do a scan <laughs> to see if there are any books here that are just his. He does. Constructed next to all the magical bookcases. Of flesh. Flesh cases. There's one bookcase crafted in just the same way, and only his keen arcane sense can tell there's any difference. But the books here are only his own, and they are all the books that managed to be salvaged from uh, the old Thunderstrike, oh. as well as he sees I several replacement saying. editions for uh, a bunch that were lost. A couple signed ones, too. Ren goes over and picks up some of the books. Some signed ones by Stoyla Coilbo. <laughs> Ren goes over and picks Frida up some Baruch. of the books and starts to kind of thumb through the pages and... Uh, just kind of gets lost in it for a few minutes and looks and see, you know, some of the notations and the margins and things like that. And it just it puts a smile on his face and it makes him feel good. And then he closes it and puts it back. Where has no time for books. I do, do read. Don't read. Uh, servants to read to me. And they summarize all the important parts. And I get bored with their summaries. One comforting book about a boy and his dog. That's the end of that. And just say that. You read the back cover. Just read me the back cover of the book. Any relevant phrases that I might need to use. Great Gatsby, I get it. He's great. He's Gatsby. <clears throat> what is Hugh do? Uh, Hugh what is. What Hugh do? Uh, walking up from what? the dock. Uh, he realizes that apparently the walking space is the size larger than the continent. Uh, so walking to where he's going is maybe not feasible, but he's still interesting. Interested at least just to see what the area. Well, how how does one go from the dock to the ship proper without teleporting? Or maybe that's not. It'd be good to know if it's like a fire alarm. So he's he's getting the layout of the place, and as he's. Sort of getting around, he's well. He is amazed and uh, awed by the sheer awesomeness that is this place. He's also struck by the loss of the old Thunderstrike. Um, somehow, seeing in the new home kind of drives in for real that the old one is gone for good. And it's a little sad because that was, I mean, that was his home. There were memories. Long time. Well, maybe they've reconstructed your cabin in complete. Maybe permanency. Like he kind of he kind of doesn't want to go to his room. 
just like in case it's different or in case it's exactly the same, either way, somehow you, you can't win. Full of babes. Full of babes. Come on. People ready to torture for Ren? He gets there and there's just. Babes. We've prepped your room. <laughs> we'll see you in a while. <laughs> he says, Is there, a, is there a mint on the pillow? <laughs> <laughs> so many mints, sir. All your factory of mints! All kinds of mints! Spearmint, spearmint. Um, Wintergreen, not really a mint, but if you know what I mean, does the, does the job. So how big is the dock? I mean, can you walk from the dock, like, into the ship? Or is it like, this is, I mean, I, I guess if you wanted to. How, like, it's what? sort of like there's wings coming down, like, at the bottom of the ship, and then it goes up or something? Or I would love to see a sketch. Uh, I'll have to get you a sketch. It's very complicated. It sounds very it's complicated. It's beyond... Comprehension. It's like a multi-layered, like, beetle sort of carapace that makes up the whole top thing, and there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, a kind of tendrils that come out of the bottom of it, which are, like, like jellyfish kind strips. of a thing, sort of, or...? Uh, Is it a jellyfish? Beetle and a jellyfish uh, and meets, a robot. meets pretty women. Huh. <laughs> Ma'am? Gotcha. Richard Gears in my room. <laughs> No big and he's just huh? like he's we'll not there for anything. Again. He's just like he's just, uh, e- he's just eating chips. <laughs> Brandis, uh. do you have anything? Um. Beyond do you room? do you have? I didn't anything? want to interrupt you. That's all. I hadn't started. Really? I think you want to say wait till last, don't, don't you? you? No, I don't. Oh. I don't. I'm gonna. Okay. Okay. Aurora doesn't have time for anything. Ever. Family. Family. No, she really, I mean, there are lots of things Aurora wants to do right now. She wants to go back to her forge and check that out. She wants to make sure her room is intact. She wants to, like, make sure no one's been fiddling with all her weird armor creations and things. I mean, she just has, that. She has, like, collections of things that are, like, precious to her because she's been working on them. And it's kind of a meditative kind of process. She wants to know what Frida's in her pocket, if it's been intact, if it's fine, because her forge was there. Indeed. But all those things are kind of pushed to the wayside because she's got this one burning question, which is, where's my kid? And did she already get And married? is she okay? Oh. And, well, I mean, she, if, if it's been a year, that means she's this, 11, which is still about four years short. This war cannot stop love. A, a mother can stop love. <laughs> and she's already done half of that with this... Uh, Justice with this mark of justice on that on that guy. He can't get within like fifty feet of her. Um, and <laughs> but she still know, wants to know where. She, oh, anyway, magic. she's eleven. Come on. Um, Wait, they don't know about that, do they? Nope. Only Ren knows. Only about Ren that. and Aurora know that little secret. It's our special bond. And Oseno because he knows everything. But and Rowena because she's dead and therefore knows everything. Yes, yeah, so actually lots what? of people know. All the dead people know. Is that how it works? I don't know if it goes for no. omniscient. I don't think they are. Well, we'll have to ask them when we die. But Aurora, oh, wait a second. Since Oseno <laughs> does know this stuff, that's where Aurora's going. Under the guise of, I'm going to go talk to the important people to get a handle on all the other things. Certainly. But like, clearly Certainly. anyone with like half, half of a brain dedicated to insight, any insight at all, be like, yeah, she's like a mom mode for sure. 
there's a certain amount of impatience that she wouldn't normally have. Like, she's not even taking in the amazing sights of, like, this gorgeous ship and its intricacies, its nuances, its magical you know, spectacularness. The spectacle of this ship. She's not taking any of that in. She's just like, okay, someone point me to us. I know, is that where I go to... Lead me there! You! You there! And she just points to a random person who is who? What? He's a random person. It's a laundry Laundry boy! You there! Take me to Oseno! It's the only boy that does laundry. All the other people are girls. She originally mistook him for a halfling, but it was in fact just a boy. You there, halfling! Just a boy, man! Just a boy. Just a boy, man. <laughs> Ew, yeah, I don't... Gross! Ugh. Ugh, you're gonna be Ugh. short when you grow up. Get someone else to answer my question. <laughs> She assumes everyone knows where Asano is. So you go to Asano? Yes. That's at least where she's headed. If he's not on the ship, she'll be very disappointed. You just take your crystal and say, Take me to Asano. She does not think of that. She does and not instead think of that. demands that the laundry boy take her there instead. We walk! We walk! But she, he's on the other side of the it's continent, thir- ma'am. 30 leagues, ma'am. <laughs> and I have these halfling feet. You have shoes. No! <laughs> Those are battels wrapped around my feet. It's soft ground. Alright, so you're. I'm going to Asano. Oh, you're supposed to do things You found the one cockney beggar child on the ship. But no, Aurora's journey with the laundry boy begins. What does Brandis do? Brandis, after seeing the power of these crystals, grabs his crystal and says, Wife of Brandis. And does the it world teleport her? Does fades? it teleport to her, or does it just communicate to her? Like, that's a vague response. The crystal changes yes. color. Oh, dear. It changes color. Brandis, having put his arms up to signify the change of scenery, puts his hands back down and looks at the crystal. It has changed color. After several seconds, you hear, I can hear you breathing on the other side! Just don't <laughs> pretend like you're not there! Brandis Take me to wife of Brandis. <laughs> Into the crystal. She says, you hear from the crystal, you don't even know how to use that! And then, poof, Brandis. All of a sudden, standing in front of wife of Brandis. Hands on hips. Her luscious hips. Now you can take it away. How, how has time been to her? Um, Does she look exactly the same? It's been a year. The only, um, the only woman who is worthy of Brandis uh, is almost as timeless as him. Um, I mean, she's built like an ox, and oxes don't really age very quickly. No, so not so much. Just all her imperfections, which make up her beauty, have stayed perfectly imperfect. Perfectly Do you tell her that she's she... still built like an ox? <laughs> still built. Still built like she an ox. She immediately comes up, and instead of yelling at Brandis. She comes up and starts pounding on him and hitting him and stuff like that. But Brandis, who now has the power of several gods, it's like, it's like she's just like hitting a statue. It's just like, <laughs> and he just like doesn't even blink. Like the, he's like open eye. And it's like tink, tink, <laughs> like that. And his like <laughs> eyelashes like repel. And um, his, his arm hair scrape her skin. His, his arm hair is like a spring. It's just like 
a force field around it. steel wolf. And, um, and she then suddenly, like, is pounding at him and, like, sees that he's just even more invincible than before and grabs him and feels his manliness. Gets a look in her eyes. <laughs> End of scene. Chop <laughs> <laughs> is horrified. Because <laughs> he's standing there, too. He just... When that happens, Shop just goes. La, 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 I'll be yelled at if Disney. I leave without permission. Disneyland! Disneyland! Good God! <laughs> the first couple times this happened, I realized what I had to do. And you realize Shop has been deaf for years after he punctures on eardrums. So you wouldn't have to hear the howls of joy. Goodness. Shop is just deaf, but is a great lip reader. Really good. He's mutilated himself uh, so mom. that he might serve the greatest man who ever lived better. <laughs> yes. And that is what Brandis does. Two hours pass. Oseno. Hopefully. Okay. Oseno. I'm still doing something, so. Hey, let's call a five minute break because they're gonna go. Yeah, five minute break. Pee, 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 and half of this, and some licorice, and a soda, and half my water, and I'm... You're gonna fit to burst. I'm hurt. You're crazy, man. Someone said something that I wanted to repeat. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> Dr. Porpoise said, um, after you teleport to your room, anyone who says my room, just teleports to your room. room. <laughs> yeah. My room! Oh, I forgot that just. That's why just why does Ren get priority like that? No, it's because it calibrated it immediately. It calibrated immediately, yeah, exactly. It's like whoever's oh, room that is. Ren purchased the URL. What? You now get. He purchased My the URL room, exactly. and you just get redirected to his room. Also, Greg, that's I, nuts that Dave oh Huddleston God, remembered that's you. That's so good. What did you say? My coworker, yeah. Dave Huddleston. The fact that he remembered yeah. you and recognized you from XCOM yeah. streams. It's crazy. Pretty amazing. But it occurred to me he's an artist. Well, no, he's an animator. So you did art engineering tech stuff. So no, you, I specifically worked with the animators. So you did work with Okay, so you I did, did work with him. System. From XCOM. Oh, gotcha. That's I, right. I, I created the system. Programmers implemented into the game, I created the system that allowed the animators to create the by-hand uh, lip-syncing for the main characters, for the four main characters, like all the phonemes making it right. look good. Then I, it was my scripts that then converted that into the game thing. Then I created a system that was amplitude-based for all the um, non-main four characters. So Ooh. just based on how loud the voices, their mouth open more. More. So they would be like, rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. For, for, so for like, whatever, penguins, it actually worked pretty well. Basically for a lot of the guys. It was basically just open mouth or closed mouth, depending on how much they're talking. Interesting. And I tweaked that a lot to kind of make it look right. Wait, in the movie Madagascar? No. Game Madagascar. Game. 
game called Madagascar. Uh, if there is a movie called X, there's a game there called, a game X. called X. Yeah. So I worked on the game called X. And, oh, and no. the, the company that made that game the is a company that. I thought it was unrelated. I assumed it was sort of like, oh, the game. The movie Madagascar, and then the movie Madagascar, kind of like the movie Brazil or something like, has nothing to do with anything um, about Brazil. The company that Greg was at that made the Madagascar game is the company that I'm at now. Oh, okay. So he, <laughs> so a couple people actually called me Greg when I first started. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so after we were telling those people that it's like I went through high school right after you, it was like I won't get in the games industry. I actually got people starting out being like, oh yeah, it's Greg's brother. That wasn't very many people because it was a pretty big gap between us. I thought you... You're 2K, right? He worked, right. He worked at... I used to work at Toys for Bob for six months. For, oh, like, good. what, how many years ago? Six? A bunch of years Eight ago. years ago. Eight years ago. Oh, my God. I remember when oh, I guess, worked Yeah, I just remember you getting the story about the red shirt joke interview thing. Oh, for, for, for That 2K. was 2K. For 2K, yeah. For your application. <laughs> I'll tell that story right now. I so... Bet, I bet you that's what got you the job. When I originally interviewed for my... QA job of all things at 2K Sports. Not a sports guy by any stretch of the imagination. Um, well, I, don't, Quidditch. I don't really Quidditch. know sports. Hey, Greg, what's a red shirt? So I'm telling that story, you idiot. Um, <laughs> I didn't think it would completely shut him up. Is he on the can? Mm-hmm. Look, I get to call him an idiot because he opened up the bathroom door while taking a shit. Come on, finish your um, story. He does it in the dark so he can listen. I know. I, I do that too. I turn off that light all the time. He turns off the light, so the fan turns off. So oh, he can He's not doing it right now, though. I shame him. I turn off the light because I like to make it stinkier in there. <laughs> so, Leave listen. Mark on the world. So, I go to interview, and I'm nervous about this interview because at this point I had played World of Warcraft for eight months and blew through all my savings and really needed any job, which is why I was interviewing for QA. American pitch. Dream. So, um,. I'm interview- I go to 2K Sports and I'm worried that like I'm not going to be able to answer the questions about sports. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll look up. I knew they made a hockey game and a, a, be- a basketball game and a baseball game at the time. And I was like, well, I know the least about hockey. So I'm, I'll go study up on hockey rules just in case they ask me questions. So I went and I looked up the hockey manual and, and learned about what offsides means in hockey and like all, and a bunch of different intricacies just so I would have a little bit of a better grasp. Well, it turns out... Um, that even I thought that I had at least a working knowledge of the other sports, that every single question they asked me, I had no fucking idea what these were. They asked weird questions. Because in sports QA, it actually requires a lot more knowledge of the sports, because a lot of what you're QAing in sports games is, is the game functioning as the sport should? You know, oh, a guy went offsides and the game didn't call it as offsides. The game didn't detect it as offsides. That's a bug. I wouldn't know that, because I wouldn't know what it's supposed to do. Anyway, so I'm, there's a written part of the test and there's a written part of the test it's asking a bunch of questions, and I'm having to leave a bunch of questions blank because I don't know them. It's a bunch. Of, it's asking sports questions, and I finally get to one question on this questionnaire, QA, 2K Sports, and it said, "What is a red shirt?" And I sat there for like ten minutes staring at that question, and I said, "Oh my god, this is either a, a kind of a, a joke, nerdy question thrown into the middle of a sports questionnaire." Uh, as a joke, which would be funny, um, you know, just to be like, oh, I wonder if this person, you know, knows what a red shirt is. And a lot of part of interviewing is just trying to get a beat on someone's personality. So, okay, you're asking that. Makes sense. And I'm thinking, if I write down the guy who always dies in an away mission, and it's actually something in sports, <laughs> am I going to look like an idiot? Uh, and I decided after much internal debate 
that I wrote down the guy who always dies in an away mission. Because I figured I left enough of the sports questions blank already, and really the ship had sailed on my sports knowledge yeah. getting me the job. <laughs> that wasn't going to... Like this was that bigger break. Yeah, that wasn't the And then I asked my dad later and found out that yes, a red shirt is a term in like college football, you know it and it, it's something to do with rookies or something. No, it's when you intentionally don't play for a year because you're only allowed to play four years, so you don't play for a year, so you're a fifth year returning senior. Oh yeah. So there it is. It's a complicated fucking thing. That who cares? <laughs> it is not. The guy who always dies on an away team. Well, it is. It's also- I got the job anyway, so... And long I, wanna, I like I to think wonder- that someone saw that answer. Yeah. And now I know the guy who ran the QA department, and he would have laughed his ass off at that. So maybe it actually helped me, because now he's a good friend of mine. Anyway. So, I just have to point this out. If Damon were to get a hold of this catalog, he would buy... Damon? That jacket. <laughs> oh my god, that's that Damon's jacket. Can we just buy that for Damon? Can we buy that for Eric? How much does that cost? Wait, that's it's that's the colorful. It's worth it. It's really that's the one. You mean that's the one from that Orvieltar? That's yeah. that's the Technicolor Damon Damon jacket. Yeah, if we all pool our money and just get him that jacket, we have to get a very large version of the. That is pretty much big. Yeah. Oh, they can't really see it very well. Look at that! It's Damon's jacket. From way back in the day, those of you who don't know Daleman, shame on you. Go read. Like, go did you, did you leave a message on my phone? Yeah. Yes, I did. Shatner impression. Dude. You should listen to it. Oh uh, yeah, you it definitely should. It's one of my better Shatner impressions. It's the I best will. I've ever heard anyone leave. All right. I don't know. Dead. Where are? Okay. Uh, all right. I think I'm good to. Okay, just to recap. Free polenta. All right. Good times. <laughs> Not really sure what's going on. Enjoying this room. These going guys. To these so guys what was you doing? Fun. Uh, I missed that. Hugh just kind of wandered around and chose not to go to his room and is just sort of wandering around the ship on foot, seeing what he can see. Meeting the people. Or perhaps Seeing what friends. the place is like. A man of the Aurora people. goes looking for a Sano. Well, she, what she finds is the towel boy or the laundry boy or whatever this guy is. Yeah. She's demanding that he bring her to Oseno. Like, he said, she has a problem with So he this. hasn't responded yet? Uh, Basically, she has found a peasant who's demanding to see the king. He said, I am but a boy, ma'am, he, all, is all he said so far. I, I am but a boy, ma'am. You don't know where Oseno is? He says, uh, I... I do not. Can't then you? Who can you ask? Can't you? Can't? And then, and then he points up to Aurora's neck, where this speaking crystal is there, and says, "Can't you can use your 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 crystal to to speak to him? Can you not?" Of course I can. He says, "I, I thought all the people who wear those." Of, I said, "Of course." Dismissed. Dismissed. He scurries off quickly, like dropping clothing as he goes. Boop boop. Oseno! The crystal changes color. Hey! Oseno! How do I get to you? This is Aurora, hello! He says, Oh, I am already on my way to you. Great. He says, Step into the room behind you. Aurora turns around. Does she see a room? There's a door. She walks through the door. She opens up the door and walks into a black room. Oh, she just walks through the door. It's just a black room. Oh, it's dark in here. 
Aura uses her divine light to light the room. There is no nothing to light. She tries really hard. The walls appear to simply be, had to have no material. And then seconds later, Asino walks to appear just in the doorway of the door that was left. Do you make it a as habit if he was of already in, in this dark room. rooms? He says, I do, in fact. Fine. <laughs> so Not creepy at all or anything. Oh, say no. Listen, he's like the He makes a gesture with his hand, hand and the room changes and you come, see come a big uh, uh actually not a big uh, a modestly sized table two with chairs. two chairs. And he sits down. And then the door closes. A brilliant power play on her part. And he says, I hope you know that I lost fifty gold because of you. Happy to disappoint. Says we had a pool going. Great. Oh. Anything for morale. Pool. Morale, right? He says yes. Not a single person bet on you never returning. Oh. Not a single person who still resides on the realm ship. Naturally. Now, naturally, we have a lot to catch up on. But first and foremost, she just looks at him. He completely matches the stare. Starts with a... Sends with an... Where's my fucking daughter? <laughs> he says, uh, he says... He says, ah, yes. He says, I should have guessed that your question was not about saving the world. He's trying to get a rise out of Aurora, clearly. He says, okay... Your daughter is in a safe place. That's... Her eyes narrow into little slits of angry mother bear darkness. Shar's energy just begins to pulse around the room. He Darkening says, the darkness even darklier than before. He says, I'm not sure you will like it. I'm not liking it very much right now because I don't know. He says, very well. Seldy is on board the realm ship. What? Amazing. This sound reverberates through every corridor <laughs> of the realm ship. It gets kind of faint at the other end of the continent, but it still gets there. Traveling on the currents of divine energy that that weave throughout Everyone this is, vessel. Who is praying to Bahamut? They all get, no, they all get a headache. <laughs> ah! Yeah, the room shakes. <laughs> there are so many angry sounds that want to come out of her mouth at the same time that she is rendered speechless after this. Her face he sits threatens. there, completely neutral expression, looking back at Aurora. Her hands clench. The light in her eyes, like, flares into angry white just hatred and then like ebbs again she goes whose decision was this he says you are now one of only three people that know this okay that's not answering my question is Seldy one of those people oh, is Seldy one of those does she think she's in school or something he says she Hogwarts. she's no no wrong wrong it's an unconventional wrong answer she's in the abyss it is an unconventional it, choice, for unconventional, sure. Unconventional, yeah. Yes, but that is exactly what makes it a safe choice. It's a stupid, stupid 
stupid idea. He says, "Was this your idea? You're fired." He says, "You're fired. You should be get off the ship." He said, "You should be filled in better on what the state of the world is since you left." I should. He think says, so. "Believe me, there is no safe place in the mortal world for your daughter to reside." He says, "The agents of the enemy are everywhere, everywhere, well, except on board that this into the ship." The core of the abyss would be like a bad choice. He so says, crazy. "He says I." He says, I would stake my reputation on it being inside the shield that oh, protects this ship well, being the so safest place. It's only the only air and Oviltar. In all of the plains. It's not a plea of these persons. She's, she's, she's feeling angry. Lots of anger. He says, he says, nobody knows this. Even for your husband to speak with Seldi requires... Uh, requires dozens of layers Did he okay of... this? Did he sign off on this? He signed off on putting me in charge... He signed off on putting those he trusts in charge of making sure that she ends up in a place that is both safe and completely out of his knowledge. I'm making notes of Who's the third person who knows? Well, that's Cleffin, him, No, Cleffin does not know. Cleffin he just know. said... Oh, that he it's does not know. Who's the third person who knows it then? And if you say Seldy, I'm just going to frowns. Seldy does know that she, she is here. That would be frowns. Frowns. Deeply. Is that three including or besides? She's just in a playground. Mathematically she's speaking. She's in like a pocket realm where she can go on adventures and like... Get go get, get into trouble. Get into trouble full of like... Her knees! They'll be so skinned! Skin her knees. In her own private playground world, the size of Faroon. She's in another version of our world. All right. Okay, we can work with this. We'll find a, a different location and we'll just move her there. That'll be what we'll do. It'll be fine. Don't think you're getting any promotions this year, Osano. He says, I, uh, he says, I will, of course, with your permission, be, uh, he says, be keeping Seldi's, uh, specific location a secret even from you. He says, Because I'm... Could be. He says, In these terrible times of war, it is extraordinarily important for information to be compartmentalized. He says, This is why Clethen himself... Wished for even he Apparently not... Apparently people also to be compartmentalized. Even for he not to know where Seldi would end up. He and says, if all of you die... It is important that if he were to get captured by the enemy, he could only hold up so long under questioning. So you're saying you're the only person who knows where she is? He says, I am the only person who knows the process to get to her. Okay, so tell me this. What happens if you die? He says, there are fail-safes in place such that she can... Uh, that she can make her presence known to people that are important. He says, these fail-safes are also in place should, and he says, and I stress that this is impossible, but should uh, people that she does not know end up where she is currently. But no one can teleport into a planar pocket. He says, <laughs> he says, I know what you're trying to do. It's very, very plain. He says, do you think I got this job yesterday? <laughs> he says, besides, strictly, as I understand... We're not great at subterfuge. He says, 
As I understand it, and believe me, I do not fully, this entire ship is itself a planar pocket, or something. So she's not in the planar pocket. He says, the magic at play here is very complicated. Hmm. When I asked a similar question of Stoila, she laughed at me for my misunderstanding of the very uh, concept <laughs> of what this ship is. Uh, what this realm ship is. No one calls it a ship. Storyla gets mad when people we'll, call it a ship. We'll revisit this another time. I'm not done with you. He says, I'm sure. I'll see you at the meeting in an hour and a half. There's a meeting? He says, Storyla called it. Storyla called it? What? What's she doing calling meetings and scheduling things? She said it was at your request half it's, an hour ago. I didn't say half an hour. You are so oh, you said two hours. No, I did not. I did not. We did say two hours. You did. That happened. She said I two did. hours, and you all said yeah. perfect. Rens, Rens, Rens. Aurora is distracted. Majorly two distracted. Two hours. One hour. Right. No one said that. No hours. Right now. No one hours. said that. I just misheard. Why did Aurora say one hour? Aurora feels terrible. <laughs> Nothing has gone right since they've gotten back. It's a, and that's just her perception. <laughs> Lots of things have gone right. Extended rest. I mean, she she just she just uh, not a uh, not get not gaining perspective here. And now has been refused access to her only child. Not refused. He said with her permission. I wouldn't tell her where she was, which is in her she mind. She didn't ask. To what? She didn't ask how to get to her or anything. He did say, with your permission, I'll keep her location a secret. From you. Oh, From you. no, Aurora's blind rage completely, like, whited that whole thing out. Like, gotcha. she she thinks, in her mind, Oseno is keeping that information from her. She's pissed. It's just a, you know, deluge of information. And, and yeah. the fact that he didn't just blurt it out is pretty much the same thing as saying, no, I'm never going to tell you ever, kind of thing. So... And so she goes, boop, boop, Hugh. Hugh gets this, no problem, I'm sure. Hugh's crystal lights uh, lights up and makes a strange noise. It goes, meow, boop. Hello? They're, they're keeping <laughs> something here. from me, Hugh. Here's Aurora's They're voice. hiding her somewhere. They're hiding her? Yes. <laughs> On the ship. Oh, 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 jeez. Are you Can in you the room with Oseno? Yes. <laughs> Oseno just... It's his hand over his head and just starts rubbing his temples as Aurora is shouting this. And he says, Master Hugh is unlikely in a secure location. Hugh is walking down a hallway. (laughs) (laughs) There are three other people in the hallway. He does not recognize them. Now Hugh has to kill them. Thanks a lot, Aurora. Yep, yep. Oseno waves a hand and then you see Hugh in the room with you. Hugh, you do not see them. You see Hugh, and there's a hallway in front of you, and he is walking down it, and you see three people pass. And you see, uh, you see Oseno kind of taking mental note of the people that passed. And then uh, he's speaking silent commands, and uh, he's just, he's like speaking silent commands as if he's talking to someone, but you can't even hear what he's saying. Don't you hurt them. Uh, Mind wipes only, Oseno. You did this. Go somewhere... Ah, shit. Why uh, are you not enraged by this information? I needed an ally, and you are not <laughs> succeeding in that. He's 
Did I overhear him, Oseno, Some... say his thing or whatever? No, no, no. You, uh, no, you're not. Okay. Uh, she's on the ship then? Somewhere, yes. That's what they said. That... I could maybe see why they did that. What? Hugh sees something strange happen. Okay. Every day. At the end of the hallway he's in, <laughs> there's the faintest yellow shimmer comes across, like, all of the hallways that come off, and then uh, you can hear it happen behind him. He realizes that what he is seeing, no mere mortal could possibly see. It is only his, uh, it's only his unbelievable senses now that even allows him to see this, that shields have essentially been raised, seeming to create uh, privacy in this, uh, in this hallway. And as he continues to walk, another one raises behind him, and the furthest one drops. Uh... I seem to have been boxed in. Are you in any kind of trouble? Yes, you. I just explained. <laughs> They're keeping my daughter from me. Right, but are you in any kind of, like, physical trouble? Is someone bothering you? What's, yes, like... Osano is really bothering me right now. Okay. It's a really good thing. <laughs> Osano, now that he seems to be finished issuing commands, and he says, he says, I, uh, he says, if you would like to see your daughter. It's I about can... time. <laughs> Open whatever doohickey you've got her in and let me see her. <laughs> he pulls out a little box and open. No, um, <laughs> I shrunk her. She's in my pocket. She's <laughs> safe now. He says she lives in my dollhouse. He says I did extend the offer to let you know precisely where she is. Are you just going to keep talking, or I are you advi- going to show me my daughter? He says. He says, I will arrange it immediately. Seeing a lot of this, it not seeing a lot of a short child. amount of... He stands up, oh and he says, uh, he says, meet back here and... Listen, I've been through a lot. Ten minutes. What if Zeldy's dead? She's already dead in one world. Is he overhearing all he of this? He has to go change into Zeldy. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the horrible thought dawns on Aurora. <laughs> Almost as if as she hears he's walking out of the room. And don't you try turning it into her. I'll know. What's in the box? What's in the box? He stops for a moment. And then Aurora can see the smile through the back of his head and then continues walking out of the room. Oh my god. See, this is what See, this is what I've been having to deal with. Did you see that? No. I don't. These stones don't work the way I expected them to. They don't make what I want to happen happen. <laughs> this is the worst. I hate Bring the my daughter back. This place is a lot more complicated than the old ship. This place is a lot more awesome than the old ship. <laughs> but Aurora doesn't really appreciate the ship. The camera cuts to Brandis for his thoughts, but it's still black. <gasps> it's just one big sensor bar. It's, it's like, okay. Sensor bar. Cuts back to the guy. Someone passes by Brandis's room, and the sensor bar is so large as to cover half the hallway plus the door. The match. Ah! All the sounds coming from it are purposefully distorted. <laughs> so Brandis making love sounds like the teacher from Peanuts. Yeah. Only when censored. <laughs> Correct. The door opens. Yeah. <laughs> And Osino and Selvi, or actually, no, just Selvi, walks through the threshold. And then she beams. And what does she call her mother? What does she call her mother after a year of absence? 
she's very used to her mother being gone for a year she at a time. Calls her. Yes, she's after kind of, every she's year of absence. How old is she now? Eleven. 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 She's a latchkey. What's her, what is she? I can't remember what she always. Someone else decide. Aurora doesn't get to pick. Mumsy. Mom. Mom. What? what? Mom is, mom is or there mother. something wrong with mom? No, nothing wrong with mom. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying. I just, I just like. What? What? Aurora, would Aurora what, have like, discouraged? What did Aurora call her mother? What? She didn't know her mother. Oh, she, oh, oh, ouch! She okay. When Seldy walks through the doorway, <laughs> she says, "Queen Aurora," and runs yes! up to us and hugs. <laughs> I would say she hugs her leg. Your Majesty. Seldy, in just a year, has actually grown considerably and She's is getting taller close than me. Is almost matches Aurora's height and hugs her. She says, she says, oh, it's been so long. Aurora, like, side looks at Hugh. Hugh's not there. there. She side looks looks in the direction of Hugh. In the direction of wherever Hugh is and is like, oh no. Hugh is trapped in a hallway listening to, like, a cone conversation which has forgot that he's there. (laughs) That's probably pretty accurate. And she says, "Damn it! Why can't you talk Hold to on, me? You hold left on. it on." She pushes, pushes her back very gently, and is like, "Hold on, let, let me take a look at you." And she just evaluates, you know. She growth. stands up like straight, as if she's doing her best, like military stand, and like almost stands, not quite oh. saluting. And then she just stands there, ready to be inspected. She's got oh, this look on her face, hey. like she's suppressing a smile. Have you had your moon power yet, child? Come on, She's Lincoln. 11. God damn it. Uh, that's an okay question at that time. And Lincoln derailed. <laughs> that's why, that's why I hate Lincoln to you, because it's, it's such, the derail, not the subject matter. Power you knew Lincoln it. has. Had to Keep bring going. Menstruation. Keep going. Come on, guys, move on. Kaylin. What is Seldy standing do? there. So. Is she smiling, or is she holding back? A she's smile? holding back a smile. She's trying. She's trying to hold a smile. She's trying to like be business, like you know, I am presenting myself to my mother. But like, she's very happy to see Queen Aurora. Yeah. How does that make you feel? The fact that she referred to you as Queen Aurora instead of Mom. Is that an okay response? Nope. Not really. Are you gonna? Not not great. But it's more no, it's guilt. It's it's definitely Aurora's side of things. Aurora can easily tell. I mean, she can read someone like a book, especially a child. Uh, she can tell that Seldy has clearly adopted to calling her this because she became queen pretty much exactly a year ago and hasn't seen her since. And she's so proud that her mother is queen of all the Shining Lands that she has started calling her Queen Aurora to everybody. Have you liked it on the realm ship? She says, oh, it's been ever so great. Not getting into any trouble. She says, no, she says, school here is so much better, and my, uh, and my dancing master is so much better, and, and my, uh, and my sword master is more fun. Everything here is better than, uh, than Orviltar. Sword master. Either they're magical she says, things. She says, yes, uh, says, uh, um, King Clethen has authorized me to, uh, to start my real lessons. You mean your father? says, yeah. Does he ask you to call him that? He says, my instructor says I'm the best he's ever seen at my age. Why did it's so say no shape shifting? 
doesn't even think about that. He, he says, I'm also a crack shot with it. a bow. <gasps> nice. Your she said, uh, she says, Hugh will be so proud. Father. She says, I can't wait to show him. Is he back too? Can Hugh hear anything? Yeah. No. Aurora's <laughs> meeting her in secret in this room. You left her phone. Aurora I was my phone talking. On. You butt dialed Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like she crisis emotion called <laughs> Hugh. Well, I cut, <laughs> it, it cut off when the same And it auto calls. So Hugh. unless she's dialing that's, into Hugh, that's actually. Her but she did ask, "Is Hugh back as well?" Hugh. She said, "Yes, yes, he is." She says, "Can I see him? Is he going to visit?" Oseno doesn't seem to want to let you visit anybody. She says, uh, "She says, why not?" She says, "Well, she says, actually, I know why not. You're keeping me safe because of all the wars in the world." And he says, "Here on the realm ship, it's the safest place." The people that teach me uh, are only allowed to see me. They're never allowed to leave. Oh, God. She says, I'm a princess. Slave teachers. Do they even know where they are? Yes, you are. And you definitely should be protected like the little gem you are. She says, I don't need protection, though. I would punch those devils and demons and vampires and werewolves if they came and got me. Says I'm the best my swordmaster has ever seen. The classic oh, monsters. To be a child again. Good training. Well, I want you to call mom anytime you want. If those people are, you know, bothering you, or you know, if you're bored. She says my speaking crystal doesn't cream? work for people outside of my uh, outside of my kingdom. You're. you're <laughs> she says, that's what I call it. It's as big as a kingdom. Oh, no, no, no. We have to put a stop to this. There's no sadness in my kingdom. You know, maybe you should just come on out of there. I think perhaps you've been isolated a bit much. I think you're, I think it's, re- I think you're ready. I think you're ready to she come She says, out. I'm not isolated. There are other children there, too. You're isolated uh, from everything else. They kidnapped other kids. <laughs> They've been giving me updates on the world, current events. You it's one of my classes. You don't want to come out and see me. She says. More? She says, no, I do want. Can, can I still go back to my kingdom? Can I go? Can I go in and out? Uh, yeah. Can I have visitors to my kingdom? Yes. Visitors that don't already live there. Yes. Your current visitors are all freed. And you now have permission to move She says, about oh, the no, no, they were not imprisoned. It's very different. Okay, whatever. She says, they were doing their duty to be trapped there. The... She's a princess. She says, okay. I am a princess. They can I am leave whenever they want now, dearest. <laughs> and you need a dose of reality. You've been limited. She says, well, then my first order of business as a free woman will to see, be to see Hugh. Okay. Let's do that. She says, I found three new types of locks. I couldn't figure out how to pick while I was gone. One of them has a bomb on it. <laughs> One has a bomb on it. <laughs> Aurora, her heart clenches a bit at this. Come on. And she can't help but feel like she's been a teensy bit... Maybe. Maybe. That's not the... your fault. Wait. This... You being gone is what turns Sully into the plain jumping badass that became a hero in the Dark World. Oh. We haven't changed anything! Oh, man. Yeah, no, Aurora has just undone everything. Um, 
mostly out of just emotional blackmail. I mean, half of her, like one one part of her brain somewhere out there is going, what if Selby wanted to get out and has just done all of this to manipulate her mother into reverse psychologying this this shit and just been because like... the person really training her has been red. Jeez, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Ren is a doppelganger who's been working for him. No, um, no. Aurora, Aurora just sees so much, like, horribleness in, in Seldy's lack of perspective that her, her whole previous concept of what a princess should do was pretty much just be totally isolated and educated in, in a bubble. And now that she sees that, she's like, maybe that wasn't the best plan. And it may be too little too late at this point, but she wants to just open up the gates and let the little crazy girl go free. Can I go explore the ship? You were saying you were going to go meet Hugh first, and that's what we'll do. We stick to our schedules. She says, okay. And in her saying, okay, Azora has made this decision... Causing uh, the, the as the emotion starting to just slightly move over, just down over the completely blinding the eyes. As I said, she can read people like a book. She's a very godly person. Quite she godly. senses something in Seldy in that okay, as if Seldy is saying quite plainly. He said, "I knew this would work." Mm. Well played. And she says, well "Let's go see Hugh." Aurora doesn't know that her whole life she's been secretly training under Hugh, not so secretly, uh, and uh, been escaping the middle of nights and uh, absconding with boys. Uh, and so be it. Masterful. Masterfully done. Fine. You outsmarted even at level 29. Royalty. Hugh, sitting well, in the level hallway. Level 29 royalty that kind of Fields. is already fooling herself. Not, not dissipating. No one responding on the other line. No Hello? speaking stone. Hello? Hello? He, uh... Hello? Hugh looks around and like... I'm so alone. What? Well, so it's like... It says, Hugh's room. <laughs> <laughs> and sees God if that works. Like, he looks around and is like, does it... Or is he still stuck inside the portal? No, no, the, uh, the, 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 the shield's lifted. Okay. Yay. Okay. After Aurora hung up. Aurora's, like, has given her royal bequeathal already to, like... Let her, let her run around. She's let her done run around. It. She's undone whatever seals and gases and everything that's been keeping her from running around this ship. It's... I mean, Osano's probably not going to be happy. Yeah. Because what's much but safer than being isolated on a safe part of a warship is being able to go anywhere on a warship. It's interesting to me that Aurora did that. Because oh. she's always so concerned about Seldi's well-being. Well, but don't forget that you've also spent now months in a place where an entire society, nay, the only surviving lineage in the entire world was because of her badassery of what she eventually becomes. That's really not what Aurora was feeling. I'm just saying that that, is, I mean, that could be there somewhere. she became that strengthened by the loss of the members of the quorum. Brandis knows the only way to make Seldi a true badass... Kill us all. It's to kill each and every one of them. 
<laughs> and make Hugh go crazy. Apparently, Hugh gets to survive. How can I make go faster? What was Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Where does Hugh find himself? Uh, Hugh finds himself in a... Not his old room. Yay! Uh, Everything was pretty much, like, (laughs) toast. Uh, His old room was just wood. It wasn't like... Super magic or something. It was just a cabin on the ship, which sort of had stayed a cabin while the rest of the ship had sort of grown around it. So trying to reconstruct a cabin with a porthole in this new, completely unship-like structure would just be silly. So it's just a simple room. Um, largish size. Just wood furnishings. Um, like similar, a hotel suite? Kind of. Similar kind of structures as old room. A couple like... A wardrobe, a workbench, a bed, a dresser, a bathroom area. It's like, okay. He doesn't put his bag down and he just walks out the door. As he just keeps exploring the ship. As soon as he walks out his door, see Aurora and Seldy walking down the hallway. Well, it's more like probably Seldy's really going quickly and Aurora's trying to keep up. Yeah. Without using her god powers. Like, she's just trying to walk fast. Crunch, 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 crunch. Sully's running down. Hugh sees Sully and just smiles. And, uh... The last thing he heard was, They're keeping her from me! They're not letting anyone see her! Just walking down the hallway. By the... Bad guys? By evil say no. It was in a dark room. It seemed very ominous. I may have overreacted. No, surely not. <laughs> no, uh, this was the appropriate response. You can go anywhere, Seldy. Yay! Here's a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a sharp stick. Sharp stick. Play with and these And some things. scissors. Be sure to run quickly. She no. walks up a loose to you and there. then stands and then gives him a bow. Uh, the traditional bow... She's or challenging you to do uh, that, that Hugh has taught her. What does it look like? What is it? Uh, Can you demonstrate it? What kind of formal, like, master to student uh, salute did... Uh, um, nothing super formal. I mean, Hugh's, Hugh's training was some guy in the woods who was an old hunter-trapper kind of a guy. So just kind of, like, stands there and just sort of nods. We both shave our beards to indicate our respect for each other. <laughs> Is it just a badass nod? It's just kind of like... Just just kind of a nod. So she um, stands and gives a deliberate nod. Yeah. A little um, Hugh nods back and then uh, um, scoops her up in a hug. Aww. Um, I should have done that! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Aurora's taking notes. This is how you raise a daughter. You <laughs> got yeah. tall! She says, I also became a crack shot with a bow. Did you? Impressive. Oh, he says, and I found three new kinds of locks I can't figure out how to pick. And one extra one I don't want my mom to know about. I heard that. She says, she got better at hearing. Uh, she got better at a lot of things. Um, we all kind of did. It was a it was a weird year for us, as I'm sure it was for you, too. Um... It's good to see you. She says, you should visit my kingdom. 
have a kingdom now? This is I have a kingdom here on the realm ship. It's wherever they've been keeping Well, from her. what I've heard, it's big enough for it. She says, oh, it is. I have farmland, subjects, gallows. Well, I will have gallows. to come and visit sometime. Torture gallows. <laughs> Stop I thought you were being kept the gallows just secret the hidden somewhere. She says, I was, but my mom freed me. <laughs> and you can hear plain as day that voice that she uses occasionally. The, I got someone to give me what I want tone of voice. Huh. He has heard it before when she has shown up Should for more training. Should we these charisma is maybe off the charts at this point? When she has Already? shown up for training so unexpectedly before where she says, oh yes, charisma. my, uh, you know, my math teacher said I could get out early. Like, clearly he knows that the math teacher did say those words, but afterwards the math teacher's like... Not in that order. Why did I say those words? Why? I yeah. don't remember why this, I said that. I know it was... Oh, did, was that my idea? A definite idea that he had that was probably what's going on. With his greater insight <laughs> now, that is just, like, plainly obvious that that is what is happening. He's like, aha. Uh-huh. Well, we'll have to see about that. I don't know... <laughs> Well, okay. Just we are in the abyss, and we're no less in the abyss now that she has access to the entire ship. Well, I guess, but I'm sure some parts of the ship are safer than others. Some parts are closer Uh, than others. um, I hadn't thought about that part. She says, "I'll get." uh, She says, "I'll get Stoyla." It says, "I'll see if Stoyla can hook up my um, can hook up my kingdom as a destination for the." um, For the crystals. He says, all you have to do is ask to go to the kingdom of Matic. <laughs> yes. Who gave you that idea? Yes. He says, I named it after Brandis. <laughs> Fine choice, that. Not like you could have picked Bahamutan or anything. Uh. That's profane. Hugh calls up. up with the- Oseno. That's a rule. Uh, Oseno? Yes. Yes, Master Hugh. Uh, I'm here with Aurora and Sully. He says, Yes, I heard the Queen's new orders. Okay. Sully will enjoy that. Uh, He says completely neutrally. (laughs) How I... How secure is the ship? He says, I truly believe it's the most secure place in all of the realms. Okay. Uh, have we ever had any invasions, intruders, anything like that? Not a one. Not Never a one. anything past the shield. Okay. So and Stoyla feels confident that she can take up anything that's going to get thrown at us? Stoyla has had a bit of a... You could call it a complex ever since the first Thunderstrike was lost to... Monsters. Uh, a simple sea creature. She spends literally. Come on, it was it was infused by literally day magic. and night, no adding to the magical defenses of this place, spending every last bit of energy and reserve that she has, increasing its capability. The fact that we are on the seventy third layer, the, in the seventy third layer of the abyss, in a vessel this large, he says it's unthinkable. Hmm. If there's anything we've been good at, it's. Defying the odds and achieving the impossible. 
After all, we return from certain death. Okay. Um. Okay. <laughs> That's good enough, I guess. Um, we'll just have to make sure, figure out, sell these stone, and maybe, I don't know, find a safe spot you can get to in case things get strange on board the ship. Just in case. He says, there are fail-safes, not just for her, for everybody. He says, this place place can become extraordinarily compartmentalized when needed. Okay. He says, it is even able to... He says, well, we'll discuss more later. A lot of the uh, finer security details of the ship are highly classified. Okay. Fascinating. Hmm. Don't listen to anything the adults say. Classified. <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess we'll just get her yet? stone working like normal. Then she should be all right. Let's see, eleven. Um, fourth or fifth grade. All right. Well, you're outside of your kingdom now, so just remember which people are your subjects and which ones aren't. Just be nice. She rolls her eyes. Says they're all my subjects. <laughs> Rory hears a bit of herself in this. I'm the daughter of a queen and one of the quorum of the princess. Princess. We've got some. We've got some. (laughs) Some work to do on this front, I think. And then Hugh, he got that first reaction, and then he realizes that she is. uh, She's playing a character when she is saying this. She is. She is doing this to see what kind of rise she can get out of. uh, Out of. Hugh, and probably more so her mother behind oh, her. Oh man, obvious rise. Hmm. Obvious. She's gonna break down when he's dead and just be like, Yeah, I'm, just, I... I'm going to like trick you. I'm like, Why you leave me? <laughs> <laughs> just like, she's gonna make a scene. Plans with him, She's plans. gonna make a scene while you guys are getting groceries. <laughs> when she's like 20. <laughs> exactly, years later. Years later, I hate you. You're not my real mom. Going back to my asshole husband. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, How much time do we have till the meeting thing? Uh, An hour. All right. Forty-five minutes. Uh, I have a meeting in a little while. We have to go talk about what we're gonna do now that we're back. But um, stuff. I would love to see your little kingdom, or big kingdom, as the case may be. It's probably is it bigger than Cormier? How big is it compared to Orviltar? She says it's pretty big. What's the capital of Orviltar? Trick question. It's a capital. <laughs> it's yeah. the capital of the Kingdom of Medic. Or Ulgarth or whatever. Wherever Seldy stands. United <laughs> the capital of the Kingdom of Medic is uh, called... I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of it. It's where Seldy's standing. It's like Air Force One. She hasn't come up with a good name for this. Just right now, it's just the city. <laughs> <laughs> good one. That's exactly That's it. it. I'll think city. of a better name later. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Congrats. We'll continue next week. All right. Um. Okay. So he was going off there. Brandis is finished. Well. Jeez. Don't have to phrase it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Brandis never finishes. Wait, really? is Brandis's? He can home... never die. Thus, he can never experience. Is Brandis? What is Brandis's home? 
Like, did we describe that already? Um, <clears throat> is it a, a, a mansion like before? Shack. Um, it's a shack now. He's come back to his roots. <laughs> we live... The characters live... In kind of like a medieval world. Brennus lives in a classic medieval world. He has a throne room. His staff is basically just a bunch of actors recreating, like, a medieval feast that's never-ending. So there are, like, jesters and, like, visiting dignitaries. They don't do anything else. They just eat Visit. there all day. So whenever Brandis walks in, it's like a feast is there, and they were waiting to start until he arrived. Oh, God. It's kind of creepy. It sounds like a living hell. It's kind of creepy. That's... Like, this is how I make my money. And it's a big throne. Love when Brandis walks into this place, there is a special table set to the side, not a kitty table, no. uh, where there are oh, um, eight ghosts sitting at the table. There are eight ghosts. What? what uh, eight? Or is it nine ghosts? No, I can't remember. I think it would be nine. Nine. It's nine ghosts. There are nine. One of them was taking a piss. He sits back down. <laughs> Ghost piss done. There's now like ectoplasm all over the wall. <laughs> they raise their ghostly so glasses to Brandis as ghostly he enters. Ghostly goblets. And as uh, as he kind of looks over to them, they all uh, all of their goblets clink together in a sort of a way, and they all say the tenth. And Brandis. Hi. Greets, greets his the accolades. Awesomeness. Um. And, uh, yeah, and then Brennan's actually has, like, a basically castle kind of thing that's built into a planar pocket. Whether or not it's the old one, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, did you, did you... No one actually used the actual old planar pocket. Archery okay. occasionally. But what I mean is, like, in their current... No, not recently. No one no. folded it into their thing. Okay. Well, there is no... That planar pocket doesn't really exist anymore, but... It's actually gone? Um... Not really, it's just not used in the construction of this ship. It's, Everything's it's been built dusty. from scratch here. But they know that Brandis liked that, having fields in front of his little house. So his quarters, if you could call it that, is... It's not the same planer pocket, out- but your room is basically exactly. the planer pocket. They rebuilt that. That The estate of Brandis is now just a wing of the castle of Brandis. Castle Brandis! When Brandis <laughs> walks out <laughs> of Castle Brandis... Was a he though. sees another large building. It's actually it's it's almost like its own little uh, you know it's got like stone walls around it and there's a huge sign above it. This says Pavo Brandison's Guerrilla War Academy. Nice. I was about Pavo to. Brandison. I was either going to reserve Pavo for later or may have now. Have him thrust upon you. Yes. Um, Pavo's been. Busy while Brandis is gone, and um, yes, has continued the uh, Brandis legend and spirit, and uh, yes, has been training people. There's some of the uh, war has changed. Um, rank and file soldiers aren't quite as useful. No, you don't understand. This fighting, he trains gorillas <laughs> to fight in your war. <laughs> Go! <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, you don't understand. You uh, misunderstand. You, you thought he didn't know how to spell gorilla. 
turned out he did. Poor Pavo. Um, <laughs> Poor Pavo. Um, Amy Good. And, um... Gorilla. Yes, I'm gonna dig more into, uh, Pavo. Next week. Uh, uh, yeah, you don't see him. Day. It's just right. There's yeah. this building. Um, Pablo has become um, as as uh, more stuff as we do stuff on the ship. Pablo has um, become a key player in kind of the leadership of the uh, of Thunderstrike, in that he basically takes Brandis's place in full authority and all non basically Pavo knows everything Brennus does and so there has been more than a couple times that basically Pavo has you know basically they were like they didn't have the whole quorum so they couldn't make decisions for the whole quorum but if there was ever any like wait this is Brennus' concern Pavo basically just like stood up and was like I make decisions for Brandis and he wants this and it's not like if he was there he would say this he's like no this is what he wants so he's um Definitely not like the butler or uh, really follower type anymore. He's, he's he's the second in command. He's Bob. There, you don't need any context. He's Bob from Michael Keaton Batman, Joker's henchman guy, who just shows up out of nowhere, points guns at people whenever Joker's pissed off. Hmm. That's who Bobo is. Like scary and badass in his own right, but very different from Brandis. Not okay. the perfect I analogy, but I like I that movie, it. so I want to bring it up. Got it. No, I got it. He's like uh, Sebastian Moran. Sagan? Um, that's uh, Professor Moriarty's gotcha. second in Yes. Yes. It's from the All right. later series. Well, he's there. We'll interact with him later. It's definitely scary. But you guys know it's going to be good. They're going down with their individual things. Ren. No, Ren. Ren hasn't had any screen time in a while. Well, he did. He does was he, first. Does he but go to the eighth layer of hell. For Ren. <gasps> in his room. Oh my god. In his room. Well, they don't. They don't have a. Yeah. God. Stop go it! Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Oh, Lick is upset about no, people interrupting. Because it was like, fuck. Hey, well, it's because Lincoln he hasn't blew my thing again. Does Lincoln have his period? God damn is that it! What happens? <laughs> It would that be, what happens, man? You know what it would be like? It was going to be like if you were going to say that Seldy had her period. That's kind of what happened with me and Sam. But right that's now. that's very different. Go ahead. <laughs> you should Ren just throw go to hell and he couldn't go there. Now what happens? Go ahead and we all go to our Come meeting. On. <laughs> Come on. Ren in his room after... Sorry, I can't feel bad for you. After Brandon. You know what? Fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> Come on. Oh, okay. well, I just like Come on, Lincoln. With I got Kalen to continue. Time. What's up? Boom! Oh, shut down. <laughs> hey, yeah, what's some ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> Slap it across the room. <laughs> you don't get any more. Does he go or doesn't he? Because now I actually don't know what actually happened. We're all confused. No, he doesn't go. Ugh. Continue. Ugh. Does Ren do anything else aboard the ship during this time? No. Before heading over to He's the just meeting. hanging out in his room. Which it's, can kill a lot of time. Expecting all his stuff. It's a huge room. There's lots of stuff to look at. Um. Alright. The time comes. And, uh. And your presence is requested. In fact, each of your crystals glows. And it says, 
You have an appointment in two minutes. Okay. Brandon. As soon as you say okay, you disappear and end up in a meeting room. Brandis responds to these things as Good an old person well. did from a cell phone to an iPhone. He doesn't like all these new features. <laughs> He's like, I know what time it is. I don't... Ah, fine. Go. As soon as he says go, Brandis appears beside Aurora. Oh. All of the others, non-quorum, are already there. Clearly Hello wanted to, to be very punctual for this first meeting. Since we're back. Welcome back. Whoever you are. Welcome back, Mr. Carter. Ren appears in the room and struts over without even looking at anyone and sits down in the chair that he finds most appropriate appropriate for him. Which he realizes, after just shortly looking at it, that this is the chair designated for him and is uh, is clearly intricately crafted to represent... Who he is. So what does he it look like? Back, he looks back I at I think we've Stoyla. done this already, but doing it again. He looks back at Stoila and kinda no- she's in there, right? Yes. Yep. Kinda nods at her because it is a wonderful chair. It is uh it's very old looking. It's very heavy dark wood, not padded. Um kind of it's it's not even intricately carved. It's very it's very plain, very um, the wood itself is very cold, but there's lots of, of dark um, iron Kaelin, come on. rivets Kaelin. that that uh, that hold it all together. That kind of give that, that juxtapose the warmth of the wood and the, the coolness of the metal. And it's just very, it's very medieval looking, but very uh, it's cool. All right. What about Hugh? Hugh. Um, it is an oak chair, uh, plain, no, uh, well, no, uh, just a slight little carving of, like, a leaf in the back, um, with an arrow stuck through it, and other than that, just a plain wood chair, solid, thick, um, no arms. Just a chair. No arms. No Bars, arms. Bars to Aurora has a back. Aurora has a throne of solid carved platinum. It's um it takes the shape of seven kind of dragons that are at the at the top of the back of the chair. Their heads are kind of all flaring out and the pattern with the wings kind of flaring out as well. She's not sitting in this chair. For the time is too serious for sitting. She just paces in the chair, just sits there unused, sparkling. And so no one has ever sat in that chair. And no one may ever sit in that chair. Randis has a massive granite chair, carved, of course, by shop. And it is covered with tiny, tiny little, little, um, not diagrams, whatever, pictures, murals of... Brandis's many many deeds. So it's just covered. It's just it's like there's like a very like uh, shallow like texture bar- to the whole thing. And if you look really close, it's like oh, there's just texture within texture. There's just like Brandis's adventures all over it. Hmm. Adventure chair. 
Brandon's an adventure, adventure chair. chair. Hasten sits down on a chair. It is onyx black. <clears throat> and Classic it has Hayson. no edges that you can see at all. It is uh, it is as if the chair were made out of almost a um, like it looks to be modeled off, almost after like flowing smoke. So everywhere that you might see an edge, you just kind of see the chair taper off into the, what ends up just being nothing. Like it just sort of disappears into the air, not into a sharp edge, not into a corner, not rounded off, but just it just disappears. Like the chair is a thick part of a cloud. Yeah. Hmm. A thick a, part of a cloud. Jason is an alien. <laughs> yep. Why do we even hang out with this guy? Because <laughs> he's super cool. He's just crazy. Yeah, that too. He also did serve Orcus. When he sits in it, he smiles. And then you see him sort of change color and form. Where you Now you can't even see that he is there. It's just... God damn it, he's... <laughs> what are you? Just more he shabby. says, I don't know. <laughs> We're all kind of weird looking now, to be honest. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true enough. Just... Osino. Kaz Dunlin, captain of the realm ship, stole a coil bone, first mate. Buren Ghost, the, uh, the realm ship's uh, doctor, although that's not the right terms, more like the. Healing? Chief medical officer. Chief medical officer. Uh, the arbiter of secrets, Osano, as well as the security chief, Leaf Tanner, are all here in the room, gathered around this table. And it is, let's see, Stoyla stands. He says, Welcome back, Coram. Considering where we've been. She says, I wish we could spend days, weeks debriefing on where you've been for a year and tell you the intricate details of everything that has gone on. Let me guess, we don't have that kind of time. Unfortunately, we don't have that kind of time. It says, the short version is we're currently on the 73rd layer of the abyss. We're, uh... We have, uh, we have located and confirmed a connection to the 371st layer of the Abyss, which we are en route to. It says, travel is slow through this layer as the storms, while no match for the shields, do present a little bit uh, more power draw than we're used to. And we're, bit of an impediment. We're playing it safe. We will, need our, um, we will need to make sure everything is in perfect working order when we come under a full attack, as we have in the past. It says... The plan is to uh, is to go from layer 371 to 407. 407 should connect to 393, and from the, uh, and 393 is ascension nexus, and from there we should be able to connect to layer 646. That is the uh, says that is the extent of our knowledge of the connections. As we get closer, we will of course be scouting ahead uh, and trying to find further connections. And hope that we will not have to backtrack. About how long should such a trip take? She says, We seek to spend uh, less than a day in each layer when possible. However, 
we uh, we have a standing policy of spending at least three hours when we first arrive in a lair without any motion whatsoever to try to uh, take full readings on the lair so that we know what we are facing. Hmm. So sometimes the mere uh, mere traveling through a lair is what could cause more damage than anything coming for us. Have there been aggressive attacks against the ship? Many. Specifically? Any other kind of attacks? I mean, uh, I guess... Rather than just running into people who happen to live in the lair, have there been targeted attacks? She says, There have been some, but not a lot. It seems that the targeted troops of the, uh, of the demons are still focused on fighting the devils, a war that we are trying to steer clear of. It has taken considerable effort to find a path that the, uh, that the devil's war path was not heading through. She says, A job that would have been much easier with the, uh, with the help of... Um, of Master Ren, of course. Well, you have him now. She says, but we have managed to install some spies among the uh, devil troops that have been giving us uh, just enough information to at least figure out uh, what they don't know so that we know which paths to take. The devils? The devils. Because hmm. they're the ones also moving down through the abyss. Yeah, refresh my knowledge. Are they at a certain point or are they just kind of... A little bit present all the way through the abyss, or are they actually? Is there like a front where they are at? It says there is a war front. We uh, we are fairly certain that they um, that they are currently mainly fighting in the 570th layer of the abyss. Keep in mind that these numbers uh, says they only hardly represent what numbers mean in our normal comprehension of them. Just because something is the 500th layer doesn't mean that it is appreciably any further away from the first layer. It says it seems that uh, it seems that connections between uh, layers of vastly different numbers are rarer, but are not necessarily any actually further apart. It says it's a little difficult to explain. Is there a bucket involved? <laughs> Are the <laughs> demons... She doesn't get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> or wasn't joking. She, uh, and then she says, oh, right, yes. Do the demons... She look, actually looks a bit frazzled. Is she... she actually looks Frida ex- there? Does she get she... the joke? She's actually there? extremely frazzled. Yes, when you glance over at Frida, after Aurora said this, Frida's scowling. Um, <laughs> appropriately. Do the demons have a particular battlefront or a collected force somewhere, or are they just kind of all over the place? So as they, um, they yeah, as each layer has become invaded, she says, sometimes they form a front to fight against the devils, but for the most part, the devils are cutting through them swiftly. It says, as we know, demons are, uh, demons are the... Terrible at organizing. Terrible at organizing. They do not work together, even in the face of certain destruction. She says, "We know from uh, we know from your uh, uh, intel and what you had left with us before you disappeared that that seems to have been the uh, the entire plan of this Pazuzu was that only an assault such as this could possibly cause him to get the cooperation of other uh, other demon lords, and we seem plans to have confirmed that." No demon lords have been, uh, or fewer and fewer demon lords have been spotted uh, anywhere in the lairs that we have been or fighting against the devils. It seems that they are going for his plan and, and working with him now. Brandis says, but 
what what what's our plan then if the demons see this massive incredible intimidating realm ship hurtling towards the depths of the abyss won't that just escalate their desire to use the doomsday device Kaz says ER without question how um I might be missing something she says she says we are operating on limited uh, limited options here. We either sit back and don't assault with the ship, and it means they use the weapon eventually anyway, or we do our best to get there as fast as we gosh darn can. And the idea is to get there before they activate it and stop them from activating it. That's our hope. Has there been any uh, actions that you've seen by any deities of any kind? We gained some information in our time uh, that at least Char was working with Pazuzu. <laughs> in our time, too. And she says, unfortunately, the uh, the rumors are running rampant, and then she kind of looks over to Asano and he says, the information of what the gods are currently, uh, are currently doing about the situation, what they are involved in, is very difficult to... Uh, to ascertain and verify, he says, with so many wars going on in the uh, even in the mortal realm, he says many gods are involved directly or indirectly through their servants and whatnot. He says, Shar specifically, nothing that we have seen. She has not come after us. Yes, she has. Well, that snake thing that was a while back. Do you mean yeah, us, it like only the destroyed ship? the ship. I yeah. think they're talking about the realm ship. No, no, the old ship. I was yeah. simply referring to since our journey into the abyss. There's, yeah, they're saying us like what we've been missing. Uh, <laughs> we've gained some extra information as well. We know that Pazuzu is actually an Oberith. Is that how you pronounce that? Oberith. Yeah. Oberith, as opposed to a no, demon. Oberith. 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 He said it right the first time. It's very, it's very subtle. There's a very subtle. Yeah, he yeah. said it. All right. Oberith, correct. You said it. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, the reaction to this is from Kaz, like he has no idea what that means. Uh, from Leaf, he has no idea what that means. Stoila, like a look of shock on her face. She's like, really? Yeah. I know Sino says, and he just kind of nods and says, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, somehow apparently... Ura quickly explains in small words generally what the idea of an Oberth is. He says, it was one of the many theories for, uh, for the true nature of what was going on. He said, it wasn't high up on the list, but if you are sure that this is the case. And it says, most primarily, in the world we came from, and they know, you know, like backwards and forwards, like everything we knew up until our last jump of the Dark World, right? Yeah. Um, yeah we makes sense that. because the spread of the aberrant energy... Was the end goal the 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 crazy wasteland that we've been going to, is the end result. It wasn't even on the way. That's what he was going for. Absolute control. Stoller says that makes a lot of those preliminary readings. I was uh, I had been spending the last two hours getting out of RA five make a lot more sense. I'm getting out of. We also, and Brandis makes a face that's serious. And it causes... The ship to shake. But pushes everyone except Aurora because she's a dwarf. 
Um, this is we also uh, are no longer with the croaker who we called Pinter. She was lost to us in the dark world. He says, uh, Osino says, yes, I was fairly certain I could read that on your face when I first saw you. He says, what was the, uh, he says, was it at the hand of Pazuzu? Lord only knows. Some kind of magical accident. Frida has gone pale white, sitting Uh, in her chair. Frida says, he's gone now. And we will work hard to honor his memory. He says the contribution he has given to uh, to the efforts to the, inf- the without him we would not have much of the information we have now about what was uh, what was going on. We wouldn't even have all the technology necessary for this ship. He would be so proud of what you've accomplished here. I know that. Even if I don't know half the things he said. She says, when I public, uh, Stoyla says, when I publish my book based on the findings, uh, uh, based on the findings that I get from the readings that RA5 did, I'll name it after him. Or dedicate it to him. Whichever you like. I may name the it after myself. may not fly <laughs> off the shelves the way you think it will. She says, yes, just a dedication. A, de- a dedication. That'll be good. Hmm. Or at least a mention on the cover. Footnote. Footnote on some of the pages. One of the pages. She thinks. She says, "No, no, no! Dedication on the jacket. <laughs> Inside jacket cover. Front cover. Creepy. It's him <laughs> mid explosion. <laughs> Artist rendition. <laughs> God. In, In our culture, it's enlarged. best to represent people at the moment of, of their, their, their last moment of consciousness. <laughs> Image is enlarged to show detail. <laughs> More detail than was actually ever there, too. It's like. Enhanced. I don't remember his eyes. Put on these glasses. <laughs> no! It's an animated. Shwing, shwing, shwing. Oh. It has a sensor cover over it. So, what? Well, so, the plan is like to, we have a couple days. to continue our journey as safely but quickly as possible. Get there now that you have us. We have, we believe we have the tools necessary to get rid of whatever it is. The I the we've there have been we I don't the know. We actually had a plan, plan exactly there? how to finish them off. We know we have oh. the shards. We need more oomph and to get back. But we know he doesn't want us down there. Do we kill Pazuzu? Do we somehow? Well, well Pazuzu is definitely a, a threat. Pazuzu. But the main goal, I believe. If the was to follow the divination, which was a possible route of destroying, wasn't it? To destroy the I... crystal that the death of the god gets channeled into, which is what triggers doom. Is divination that divination was very close? vague. It, it, the they, divination it, is cryptic, so the exact meaning of the final. Uh... Yes, not so much the divination, but I mean the thing that we believe is going to happen is a god will be. I don't know if destroyed. it's well. What's gonna happen well, yeah, that, is they're they're gonna that we know they're gonna release. Oh, what's Thera's his name? Dune. They're gonna kill Thera's Dune. from kill his Thera's. prison, kill him, and direct that energy through the shard of pure evil 
at like the nine hells and kill yeah. everything as well. Right. And it was the idea that the we were thinking so far that the divination was such that we would destroy the shard of pure evil, or are we just getting there? I mean, uh, or stop them from letting Therizdune out of his prison, or so kill him before he gets to that point. I know we haven't been following it or too blindly. Break the Jeez. crystals so they can't. Stoilus says this has been a matter of great discussion in these uh, in these times. The she says, "I don't have a copy wording. with me." She says, "We truly do not have a plan once we get to the bottom." It's, it's hard to say how much of the of the divination is symbolic versus literal. There have been a lot of things which have been pretty overt and other things that are more up to interpretation. Seno says, I have a contingent of my um, of my most worldly philosophers my most worldly philosophers studying the divination still uh, researching any meanings of what it could mean. We're Fairly certain now that the final verse does refer to uh, heading to the bottom of the abyss. He says, and that is one reason that we are headed there now. But until we figure, maybe until we figure out exactly what we need to do to stop it permanently, is the idea to just keep people away from the shard of pure evil? I mean, it seems to be doing a pretty good job keeping people away from it itself. He I says, mean, it, nobody even knows what it is. He says, nobody that has ever kept a record of it has ever been to the bottom. It's a laughable prospect. Many say that there is no bottom. I mean, if we could just get to Pazuzu and kill him, that seems like that would do it. Well, wait, Pazuzu? I've been thinking yeah. about that. Wait, wait. How would that. I don't know about It's he's... his show. Because he's set it all in motion. He. I don't know if. I mean, I don't know how involved he is in the plan. I mean, that's... Osino nods and says, he, that is part of the fear. He <laughs> offered something in the dark world that may have been a lie, but if he actually knows the details of his own master plan to how to stop it, that was what he offered. Uh, yes. If he does know that, we have... Maybe the possibility of confronting him and getting that information from him. I don't know if that's even possible or wise to try. He may he may lie even in the Brandon says yeah even in the most pure moment of his final Con- breath. Confronting but. him would certainly uh, settle a, a score that we have. But um, I don't, and I don't deny that's involved. But it's certainly. But Brandon says but, I have no doubt in my mind that even with him, if we go and just destroy him, the threat is far from gone. I mean, he's had no direct uh, right. dealings well, on most of these. Well, what all I'm saying things. is that if he knows the way to stop it, that our goal is not to destroy him necessarily, but to put him in a position where he would have. To tell us. Put the screws to him or something? Somehow. He's not the same Pazuzu we fought. No. Maybe maybe that's possible. Maybe not. Maybe that's ridiculous, but if the opportunity came up, if, as I suspect, he would attempt to stop us directly, if we got close enough. I wonder if Asmodeus might be a potential avenue of information. I mean, he knew him way back when. I don't know if that... Do you think he knows about his true nature? I have no idea. 
but it might he, be just as risky as Asmodeus is certainly else. potent. Uh, although I don't know how we'd really get information out of Asmodeus, so that's a similar sort of issue. Um, his, his maybe he knows a super weakness. I don't know. Was actually was killing Asmodeus part of the? There was a mention. Of, but actually killing him, but like. Well. Like we have the, the it, item. What is it? What is this? Killed by the hand that slayed him? Something like that? I don't remember the exact context of the ritual. I can or tell the, you. Uh, the if you could bring it up, that would I be had lovely. It just pulled you up. did? Oh, please, please do give us the Ren bit. Seek thee the power of dominion, for it shall strengthen you. The new master's crimson hand must wield that which can be bend, that which can bend flame's power. Only when the king of sin falls, holding the weapon who slew him. Sounds like he has to die. Well, but I can tell you that if Ren is ever to take over the nine hells, Asmodeus is going to have to go. Hmm. Certainly. Though I think putting. Instating Ren as the <laughs> Lord of the Nine Hells, while a valiant goal. Unless controlling the devils would be useful to us. But even if Ren got in power right now, this moment, could he actually reverse the war machine and say, "Don't worry, demons, we're leaving." I mean, not no, I don't mean reversing. I mean, I mean, get it as now instead of just like a like a laser. But. Now instead of just Thunderstrike, now we're Thunderstrike plus the and hordes the of the Nine Hells. Yeah, but the but what the devils rushing to the center of the demon organization is what triggers the Doomsday device in the other world, anyway. Well, maybe we could distract them with them, send them off on some other direction while we stealth force in. Use them as a I mean, distraction? I don't know. That's There's so many unknowns here. Well, we have to do something. We don't what, have... What I mean is... I mean, it, the, the divination sounded like... Um, What's if we were to bit? trust it... What's to, the bit to, after that? To do that. To kill us motives. Yeah, like the end bit where the it talks about bit. going but, to the end of the But controlling the devils doesn't seem to... Aside from pulling them out, doesn't... Seem to help us. I mean, if we push them forward more, anything admit, but pulling awesome, them out. Second, it would be awesome. When it says it would be awesome to ride on a wave of devils hurtling us towards uh, the end of the world, but um, anything besides pulling them out of the abyss seems like it will only escalate. Hmm. Well, they're a definite potential tool. How to use them, or if they'll be useful, is up for debate. So that last bit. It says, Finally, seek thee the source of corruption. Follow the path of blood to the infection at its heart. The wound shall be healed by that which no other can give. Only then shall the darkness fade. Only then shall your fate be undone. Did we have a guess? Uh, that's just the conclusion. That's the, that which that's no one else can give. It talks about healing more than it does destroying anything. Unless healing is a form of destruction, or destruction is a form of healing. Sometimes people cut off limbs. Um, what was the um, myth, what was the history? What was the the uh, legend of the Shard of Pure Evil? Uh, I don't know as far as its origin goes. Apparently, Asmodeus 
broke off some chips of it to make the Crimson Stone right. Rod and the stuff we've got. But the extra shard of pure evil was relevant uh, in... Apparently it may have been what originally corrupted Therizdun and made him all crazy and evil. I think I may have heard that Is one that too. Mm-hmm. But what caused it to be, I don't know. Because Therizdun used to be a good guy. Or something like that. I think Asmodeus Anthony You mean you're specifically wondering the source of what's the origin the of pure. the shard of pure evil? Do we know that? There are many theories. There's one theory that stands out in your mind as certainly being more uh, immediately plausible, interesting at least, given your other recent discoveries, and that is that the shard of pure evil comes from the far realm itself. Huh. Interesting. The only thing, my my get my curiosity was that if it was if that last stanza is more about healing than it is destroying it, healing it to what? Like if it was a corrupted thing from something before, what was it before or something like that? Pure neutral. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> something, but um, but if it's just peace from the far realm, I mean, are we just? I mean, one of the popular theories is that it, it came here from wherever it came, and it created the abyss, and that it is, it created the abyss, and with it, created demons and evil, and that pouring out from the wound that the that the the shard, shard created in the world that was formed into this infinitely deep, ever ever deepening abyss, has poured forth all of the evil that is in the world. It's certainly a very Genesis-like, poetic, poetic description of it. Well, we have Destroy pieces of the shard, which seem to be. Yeah, apparently you can't chip it. Well, apparently you can chip it, right? It's chippable. We're gonna, we're clearly, chip the thing to death, make it into ice. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, now it's gonna be the icy evil. The pile of pile of shards of, of pure bits evil. of pure evil. Mm. Don't know how much that helps us or how the long that would actually take. The sand of pure evil. Sand of pure evil. Oh god, I well, some of it. <laughs> well, uh, for lack of a of a better, I mean, we don't know exactly what we're gonna do when we get there. Do we want to focus wait, on getting to Bazuzu? Yeah, I was wondering yeah, about that as well. I'm wondering if that's how they didn't Char mention that that was important. Maybe that's how they broke Therizdun's prison. Yeah, wasn't there something about that? I mean. It, what it did in the elemental chaos, it just undid everything. So if there's some prison keeping Theris doing together, I mean that seems like a way, maybe, if that's if it's an actual thing that can be unraveled. But do we have a Megalus or No, uh the Megalus in the Elemental Chaos said that there was another one, it had been kidnapped, and we promised to rescue it somehow. And oh, that was when we yeah. got information that Shar No, not Shar. Shar? Maybe yep, Shar. Sure was communicating with Pazuzu uh, in connection with the Menglis. She so said go that the Menglis was important. Asmodeus, go after Pazuzu. Which means we should probably find a Menglis. Menglis it up. Hmm. Is there a way we can... I'm saying I is there a way we can... that Menglis, the one they kidnapped. Yes. Is there a way we can that calibrate Menglis. the kidnapped Menglis? I mean, calibrate our sensors to see if we can search for that type of power or something? Not Are there any Mangluses on the radar? <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, let me just turn it to Manglus. Man- Birds, demon, Stola says that's something that we could Mangluses. try to work on. That I think is probably Frida. Uh, a good Frida idea. says 
I will help with this. Great. But until we get any answers on that, do we want to play Your voice. Captain? Captain Kaz Dunlin? Well, none of us respond because none of us are Captain Kaz Dunlin. We're not allowed to respond. Kaz looks around and he says, I'm so sorry. And takes <laughs> Crystal. And says, ER, what is it? You hear the voice say, it says, well, we have reached the connection. We are, uh, we are awaiting your orders. He says, ER, wait for me to return. He looks around to each of you. says, we have made it. To the 300 and something? This something he says, jump no, they place. have, uh, they have the, uh, they have the connection in sight and seek to cross through it. He says, they're not allowed to do it without me there. He says... <laughs> oh, wise decision. He says, really, without everyone here there. He uh, says, these points of crossover are the moment of all hands on deck. What are the crossover points? Are they like portals or something? Or... Sterla says, each of them is a little bit different in, in magical nature. They... Uh, Sometimes they're a tear in reality uh, connecting them. Sometimes it's a traditional portal. She says, this one happens to be... She thinks, she says, oh right, this one is a tear. As if someone had cut through the very fabric of existence and it cut through a couple hundred layers down. Hmm. He says, these ones are a little rockier to travel through. Definitely going to need everyone ready. Stoila, just curious, what's your return plan? She looks to Aurora and then kind of looks around to everyone and says, she says, it's unfortunately not a luxury of something we have the ability to plan forward to. Okay. Says, right now we're concentrating on saving the world. Safest place in the world, they said. If we have time, I guess we could take the route back, or does that not work? She says... We do have plans to evacuate unneeded personnel once we reach a particular point. You mean you evacuate the ship. I don't expect you to evacuate the personnel themselves. She looks at you confused. Yeah, Ren looks at her confused. She's implying we don't gut the personnel of grammar. and skin them and leave them <laughs> and keep their skins but take all their innards and make sure the innards get to safety. <laughs> We don't want to skin the personnel. The reference clearly goes about Stoyla's head. You evacuate a building, not a person. I've evacuated several Semantics punishable by death. Well, poor semantics. She says, okay, we'll evacuate the ship of all non-essential personnel once we reach a point where we feel that uh, going any deeper is... Hazardous. Hazardous. Do we have any idea as far as how these connections work? Can we just, like stumble upon one and suddenly we're there or she says we are spending a great deal of effort of detecting these before they get here if we stumble upon one that's bad well I mean not impossible is that the sort of thing we're looking for it's not going to be like we're going down a corridor you seem to mention these things are sort of erratic we're just no, they, they, gonna... they seem to have a network of we're going to go to this one and this one and this one and this one yeah she says but that is what most of our effort numbered, is spent I guess you could say well they're numbered but only you seem to point. jump quite a bit. Oh. And considering they're going forever, you're looking for, like, one that goes to the bottom? Or we will just keep on going until the number gets high enough, and we hope that we get there before the world ends. What would it okay. take for us to make our own tear? She says, 
He says, there's not enough power in the universe. Well. That rules and that, that at that at that Frida kind of raises her hand, she says, We should uh we should explore all options. Her gives a meaningful look like we've heard that one before. Yeah. I guess. I mean I mean, I mean, if we could get a shortcut Have right you there, guys forgotten how powerful we are? Like, really Every already? single session. We already, are. Already, really? Because But she didn't say, I like, checked. it's almost more power than there is in the universe. She just said more power than there is. And Brandis's simple mind says, that's an airtight statement. Well, we have power that's not from this universe, so we have universe... There is now plus, universe plus plus... plus power in this universe. Yep. She says, my friends tell me I tend to be a little... Uh, speak in hyperbole? S- speak in hyperbole. says, which is what true. I meant to say is that it is more power than I could ever fathom us getting our hands on. It is an idea we had explored a great deal, and it had just turned out to be impossible. I mean, Maybe just to put things into perspective, in our possible. efforts to return back here, we ended up killing the... Uh, Come on, I thought we agreed that the correct term was absorbing. Absorbing. Well, we killed and then absorbed them. We were going to leave that part out of it. My only reason for thinking that uh, we maybe can't just jumpstart ourselves is we're on a ship that has been described as having the... She says, killing what? Gods. People you no, that's partially what the Crimson Stone rods do. Pinter managed to figure out uh, some of it. Um, they're they're able to absorb and contain the power of gods. I just want to point out it's not the Crimson Stone rod. That My excuse it. it's me, all the shards. All let's, the shards. Let's not point fingers just at Ren. These or things. Rods. He holds up the end of his arrow. Kaz is just kind of looking blankly. He's just kind of confused. (laughs) We consumed the powers of Shar, Labellus Enerath, Umberly, and Avandra. Sounds like a story, Brandon. Did I miss any? Four was it. Stoella says, It's not really a time to make up stories. (laughs) (laughs) She says, and she thinks for a moment, she says, that would explain the, 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 the energy that I had been uh, that I had been detecting from you. But what you're saying, Hugh you to... flexes a little bit of his like juice, like kind of that same sort of thing that he had to do, like do the ritual or whatever, mm-hmm. like just sort of as a gauge to like say, yes, there's we've got a lot of shit. Shoot, behold my glory. Stoila, she literally falls down into her chair, and you realize what she had been holding back with all of her effort is an extraordinary exhaustion. As she sits back, and you realize that this realization is just, was like, just finally the 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 extra needle of weight and she's just looks beaten down as she goes mm. 
And you realize that this whole time she's been a little... More quiet than usual? Just, uh, yeah, more... Subdued? More quiet and subdued, and she just says... I don't... She says, this will require so much more research. She says... And then she says, we'll need to look into this. This could change everything. It could change nothing. It should change everything. Frida has done a lot of research as far as crafting rituals. She's the one who wrote the thing that got us back here, uh, managing to connect the threads that connected this. I don't understand any of it. The threads that connected us to this world from the dark world or something like that. Anyway, it took a ridiculously amount of oomph Hmm. to make it happen. So we've got a lot of oomph, apparently. (laughs) Do we? Frida just speaks up and says, You have permission to go through my notes. This is until we get some final answers on this, we should probably go through the tear that will get us forward a few hundred levels of the abyss. A shortcut would be great, but it and sounds you see, like Kaz stands up immediately, and you realize that he'd been on kind of the edge of his seat waiting for you guys to say this. And uh, he stands up and he says, Yes, a good plan. He says, uh, Brandis has given the order, it sounds like. Yes. Yarr! Yeah. And then he runs, not runs. He pulls a lever. It just says, he grabs, his, he grabs his stone, and, and he says, Helm! And then he's what gone. Wait. Do we have to go with him? Well, it's all hands on deck. Well, the deck, deck. mean lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Oseno, Stoila, and, uh, Leaf all grab theirs, and I'll say, Helm, Helm, Helm! And I'll disappear. Deck. I mean helm! <laughs> Deck helm. Brandis says, outside for a moment and then in the helm. How, how does it work outside? Is there like a nice little area under the shield or is it like he's like in the abyss for a moment? Just... Well, sorry. In the firestorm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the helm. Fuck, I hate it when I do that. Well, it needs to register intent or else every time you say things like Home, deck, ship, everything. It's just going to go poop. poop yeah, it wouldn't poop, work poop. out so well. So it has, I think it has to be intent. Good old. Uh, he pops to the helm. He says helm. Okay. Helm. Or follows suit, I guess. He says... Super pleased with this method of transportation. Stola says... Makes her tummy hard. Hold on to your butts. Hmm. He says, don't worry. At least a dozen times we've gone through these with no sort of problem at all. Great. How many times have we gone through these? Kaz grabs the wheel himself, which it looks like the actual wheel pulled off the original Thunderstrike. Yes. It just keeps him busy. No one connected anything to it. And he says, Yar, take us through. Slowly, steady. As we've practiced. And you see the three dozen people here in the helm room all sorts of controls and like reading different instruments and such are all like working to keep everything perfect and you can just see the realm ship moving well you see everything moving what's towards the you. view like in the helm is it like a window and it's looking out over the ship or is oh, this like this it's thing, a room and it's like here is a magically projected nothing. screen or something yeah. or what I, I would say it's probably like a, a, a hemidome like half of it is just it looks like you're exposed completely to the outside, but 
obviously not you're protected, but when you're there and you're at the helm, it's like the whole It's thing. one of the front like carapaces is where it's stationed, and there's a magical enchantment that when you look around, you can just see through the floor and everywhere. You can see in every direction of where the... Um, it's just rendering the carapace maybe transparent from our side. Yeah. Interesting. That's like, cool. Like one-way glass. Hugh says, that's cool. Slowly, the realm ship approaches the tear. And as you start getting closer and closer, you can see it with your own eyes. It is... Uh, it is a huge, just kind of crooked, uh, crooked tear, almost like a big uh, illustrated lightning bolt. It's like got sharp edges, and it's uh, you can almost see. You swear you can almost see like, like almost like flaps of fabric, as if the as if the very uh, reality is just kind of on this flapping fabric, and there's some sort of, uh, you know, as as the wind or whatever it is affects it, it just kind of moves, it flutters. And uh, the realm ship moves closer and closer. As it gets to where these uh, these flaps in reality are, the realm ship just pushes them aside as you see the shield reach it. And you can even see, as they start to move a little slower, you can hear a sort of creaking, but not of wood. It is like a creaking of a material that you've never even seen before and you realize that what is happening is the shield is actually pushing at the edges of the uh, edges of the tear and tearing it open further hmm. to make room for the uh, for the realm ship to go through he says ah oh, yeah it leaves a little bit of lasting damage here in the abyss but uh we it's figured just it's just the abyss she kind of, and she looks around to each of you, hoping that none of you are like, What are you doing to the environment? <laughs> she looks around, she goes... He was just immediately, his, his mind is overwhelmed with the sexual double entendres. <laughs> just, he can't take... Do you need to leave the helm? <laughs> we're, we're, going, we're, going through, we're going through this magic portal, and, and he just is just bright red. He's just like... <laughs> It's been months, and like, it's like a car driving you know. by, and poor Hugh. And then, before you know it, you can no longer even see where the um, where the tear was, and the storms from every direction are no longer anywhere to be seen. Instead, you see uh, ground below you for the first time since arriving here in the abyss. It is a barren and rocky plain. It's completely brown and cracked. It looks like it may have been, uh, may have had volcanic activity millions of years ago, and now it is just a completely dry and cracked. And you see uh, that the cracks are so large that entire ships the size of Old Thunderstrike could fall right through them. It is, it is uh, the you know the cracks and and it, so they end up being more like plateaus in amidst. These giant things. The, the the scale here is enormous. Well, at least it's not meat. <laughs> <laughs> Could always be weaving. Yes. And, and then that's gonna be his that that's gonna be his new thought of like this place is horrible. At least, least it's, it's not, not meat. meat. <laughs> Could be meat. 
wonder if we're gonna come through like the equivalent of a meat portal. No thanks. All of a sudden, we'll turn around. There's a bunch of chatter throughout the helm, uh, and Kaz says, "Yar, full stop." And Stoyla looks over and she gets to one of the things and she says, "We're detecting, uh, we're detecting a huge amount of energy. It is not as dead out there as it looks." And uh, the whole ship, the whole realm ship, kind of not doesn't lurch to a stop. It's not capable of lurching. It's too large, but it slowly comes to a stop. And she says. Something is out there. Something is hiding itself. And then... Hugh steps forward and looks. Hugh can see. There is... Yeah. It is only Hugh that can see it with his vision. The size, probably the height of the realm ship itself. A humanoid figure floating directly in front of the realm ship. Red skin four horns on its uh, on its head. It's got kind of a flowing robe. And Hugh recognizes it as Asmodeus, as he has met him before. Except... He's a lot bigger now. Except a lot bigger. Big as and he is staring directly back at Hugh. And we'll continue next week.